0: Episode 232 of the Faker Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We're doing it again. You can't get rid of us. We're just, we're, we're like a giant monster. Just It just keeps on coming.
1: You See, never well, know when. Kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, <laughs> hey Brandon. How's oh, it going? Good.
0: Um, I'm Brandon C. McLaren with me as always. It's Ben Magnet.
2: I thought you were going to go something about aliens,
0: but nope, I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Eliopoulos.
1: Hey, I'm here doing a podcast.
0: And Sparks Witty.
3: Hey, it's one year since uh, I quit at my job going to work because of the pandemic.
0: Crazy. And one year since I lost my job, too. Crazy. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's not when I lost my job, but that's when I lost my job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's when I lost my job. Hold on a second. We are, let me just make sure, we are one week away from our quarantine anniversary. I love yeah. it. Where we started doing this,
1: <laughs> it's amazing. So and for Ben amazing. and I, we're still working. Feels great, right, Ben? It's like nothing ever changed. Kill me. <laughs> if anything, it's only gotten worse. Just <laughs> end my misery. Yeah, I love it. That's, why, it. that's why we got this podcast. though. so we're all we're all happy now.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into our weeks, though, um, I there's not a whole lot we did this week as a show. We, you know, one division was was off, and we decided to just kind of like relax. <laughs> Because we're coming right back next week. Yeah, so we did. But well, there is one episode of WandaVision. If you guys still want to know what our thoughts are on the fir- on the ninth episode of WandaVision you haven't watched it yet, that is linked below. Um, you can also... WandaVision episodes did very well. I was really surprised.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, in like a good mysteries. way. People like mysteries.
0: Except for that douche nozzle who'll give us a thumbs down. Screw you.
1: Hey, spoiler uh, alert! The more popular we get, the only more negative stuff we're only going to get. So, like, get ready for it. So, the more saying- attention you pay to it, instead of the good good stuff that we get, is when you when they win. It's just a joke. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> just I don't care. Okay.
0: Um. Anyway, well, we also have other we also have other links in the description from Ryan. Uh, you did a downright annoyed just a couple hours ago.
1: I sure was. I was downright annoyed with the dead don't die, which. I think it's a pretty cool movie. Uh, half the people didn't like it, and I totally get why. It's a weird movie. How'd you it's like Tilda Swinton? It's what? How'd you like Tilda Swinton? She's Tilda Swinton, all right. I, I like that movie. It was fun. Yeah, uh, she's playing David Bowie, which I love. Not really. It's a joke. Um, it,
0: it's, a, it's a fun movie. I saw it in theaters a couple, oh, man, so long ago.
1: 2019.
0: Anyway, I, and Ben, you have an article on Old School Gamer magazine. Yes, I do.
2: It's all about this glorious little thing that I was playing with last week and also was playing with before we uh,
0: started recording the show. Finally made to World 8. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. All right. And that's all we got in the links below. So check them out. Check us out. I guess there's a sale on Public. Check that out. You can get this shirt. Still? Cool. But then it's a new sale. Oh, uh, okay. They like sales. I was like, hold up. What? All all right, always... Who wants to go first with their weeks?
1: My, my, my fingers on my nose. Foist. Mine
3: Foist.
0: too. It's him, Oops.
3: Oh, it's me again. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't do the nose thing. You didn't do um, the nose
1: thing. Didn't do the nose thing. You know, we we have we have segments for everything else on this podcast, and you think after doing this for almost five years, we'd have an easier way to get into this section, but we still don't. So you're just you're just gonna go because we've never done it before. <laughs> I like it. I like the
0: the nonchalantness of it. Yeah. Like the, the uh, okay. So uh,
3: I watched more Gilmore Girls. Nobody's <laughs> surprised.
0: How's
1: how's um, Rory doing? Did she get that internship that she really wanted? Oh, you're there. No, I'm past that. That's just the episode I saw walking downstairs. Yeah. No, are you? Are you? <laughs> was, are you to at- job. Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh,
0: she's trying to get a job now. I know where you are. Mm. I'm in. I'm in stuff where I'm like,
3: I might be over this show right now.
0: That's okay. <laughs> Keep going, because you got to see Luke and Gil- and Laura get back together. Spoilers. They're they're not broken up yet. Oh, oops.
3: It's okay. I knew it was coming. That's part of the reason why I'm not enjoying watching the show is because I'm watching everything happening, knowing what's coming, and thinking it's really stupid. Oh that's fair. I'm I'm kind of like at this point, I'm just meandering on to the end so I can just be done with it rather than really enjoying each episode. But then you gotta watch Fear in the Life. Yeah. Or you don't. But that's that's a ways away. And I, (laughs) I just I definitely watched much less this week because I was like there are a lot of other things I feel like doing right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, like Black Lightning, <gasps> guys. Black Lightning's dope. I'm catching it. up. That show's awesome. That show is 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 the best on the CW.
1: Um, good thing they canceled it. Uh, you know, I'd rather go out on a high note than than a bad note. No, it just sucks that like 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 a uh, It's its own thing, but like it's like all like the good. Shows. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't
3: understand why it got canceled. I don't know that we ever really will um but you know all right um dr stone is good watch more dr stone that's a good show people are good uh, anime people are all stony around the world people were turned to stone the anime is good they do weird things with women's lips on the bad guy side anyway um uh, i i finished let's go here i finished spider-man um, and then what I mean by that is I finished the DLC for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think Silver Lining was my favorite part, just because I really like Silver Sable's characterization with Spider Man. Yeah, I realized. Because uh, I remember when, like years ago, however long ago, we talked about like the Silver Sable movie and like who who asked for this. But then I realized like every character is cool given enough like given like the proper treatment. I'm like, oh yeah, Silver Sable is cool. Um, she was cool in the Spider-Man cartoon. Like yeah, she is cool. I really like her. I don't yeah. know if I need a whole movie of just her, but
3: I really like her, her.
1: and Black Cat. I
3: don't know Bing if bong. I need a whole movie of just those two. Hey, but I like understand. I liked the character interactions between her and Peter Parker. And yeah, that, that and movie.
0: Spider-Man. That Silver and Black movie had such a wild ride because it was, we're going to do a Black Cat Silver Sable movie and then it became, we're going to do a Black Cat and we're going to do a Silver Sable movie. Different yeah. movies. And then that's just all over hey, now. Hey, you're fine.
3: Oh,
1: doggy problems. You're
0: fine. <laughs> Stop.
3: No. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Spider-Man. I had time to finish that. I had a lot of downtime this God Luna. I had a lot of downtime this week because uh, Megan had a lot of rest time this week because she's sick. So mm. that was uh, that provided a lot of opportunity to consume some media. Like I sh- let her we, we watched uh, the Ghostbusters twenty sixteen movie with the ladies because um, mm. she hadn't seen it, and uh, I think if that movie, I'm not blaming the editor because Ryan and I had a long conversation about this. And I don't I don't think it's the editor's fault. But the editing of that movie, I think, is why that movie is significantly less funny than it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they, it's not well paced in its comedic timing. And it could have been. I can see very clearly watching at this time where it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon are really good in it. I, I, I talked about it with him. I'm like, you know, in comparison to a lot of CGI stuff I see in movies these days, that movie's really colorful. And I appreciate that a lot. That movie yeah. super super colorful. In fact, I would re- watching it this time. I relate a lot of its CGI to like the next step of the live action Scooby Doo movies, oh, which yeah. is also really colorful monster CGI. And I'm like, you know, honestly, in that realm, it works for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's still just all right. It's kind of how I feel about Paul Feig as a director.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like there's a lot I can say about that, but I don't need to say a lot about about that movie. Just you know, it's all right. Um, we watched Ryan the Last Dragon again. Yeah, that, movie, that movie's cool. I, I haven't really changed much of my opinion about it at all. I noticed some some things this time where I went, uh, that logic's a little silly, but I don't care. Um, we watched Halloween 1978 in 4k, which what? was really cool. That was the first 4k disc I played on my PS5. It was really nice. Oh uh, it is interesting because it's really dark. And uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that um, they have n- the 4K of Halloween uh, has no post production brightening, mm. so it is just the lighting they had for the set of filming, which might be the way that the original is. I've never seen an original print, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, oh, I'll go grab it. But it, for it, you but it right has off. no, but it has no post production artificial <laughs> brightening up in any way. So the dark spots are extremely dark, but the bright spots where they intended it to be lit when they were filming it are bright enough; you can see everything. So it's it's very oppressive in a way, but it's
0: kind of kind of works for me. Um, um, that's the issue with a lot of um, with a lot of remasters that if you don't do it right, you could end up screwing up the colorization of the film.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So again, like I've never seen the original, but I can say like all the daylight shots of her walking through the neighborhood early in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely orange-er in like a more fall color in post uh, in the Blu-ray copy than uh, they are in this 4K copy. The 4K copy, again, all of it is just really like what it was. It's consistent, but it is more or less what it would be in like actual daylight. Um, Rather than like creating a color tonally. That that didn't really
1: bother me. I know some
3: people that has bothered them that it doesn't feel as as much like fall, but that didn't really get to me
1: um real quick speaking of like the like the 4k stuff and like brandon like the color transferring and whatever mm-hmm. like those lord of the rings 4k is like i haven't seen the movies but like just seeing like the images on like twitter and stuff of like how different the color looks but, like in a good way like what what like real post-processing can do 20 years later it's really impressive and like even mm-hmm. again like we like we watched alien from 1979 and like it's just amazing how good something from so long ago can look like just through technological processing. Like it's just like, it boggles my mind that like film from 50 years ago can look, you know, even good today. It's really great.
0: That's what, that's what we were talking about with like show remasters, like Buffy. We've talked about many times needs a proper remaster because the, 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 the last remaster of Buffy quote unquote remaster was just an up res and they didn't do any post-production on the color. So Mm -hmm. the, so the nighttime scenes are in midday because they shot them in midday.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So So you don't
3: get that.
0: It looks really bad. Um, but
3: yeah, uh, Halloween 4k. I, I liked it. Um, I started playing very lightly uh, Hades. Um, just got in a few my first couple runs. Uh, that game is really great. Everybody's talking about it for a reason. It plays smooth as butter, um, especially on the switch. I really like the switch controls for it. Uh, but it's the art style's great. It's super easy to pick up and just go into. Um, and it's super easy to put down and just go back to later. Uh, I like it for that.
2: Uh, Ryan, remind me when does the physical copy of Hades come out again? Later this year, right?
1: I'm, I'm I don't
2: know. Definitely, Honestly, definitely I... later this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember because, like, I already have I it. Because so. I remember that was one of the things on the Nintendo It's Like, hey, there's a physical copy of Hades coming out. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna get that. I can just look it up.
3: Yeah. Um, I also. Uh, had some time to read some comics. I'm slowly catching up on X Men,
1: so that's cool. That's always great. Hey guys, Ben, if you had to take a wild guess when the physical release comes out, what give? Just give me a time. Give me December. A um, I
2: would say maybe summer. Comes out in
1: five days. I had anticipated long. Why I mean, What the so, hell is my
0: stimulus check? I'm not say.
1: I'm pretty sure it's coming out like March, but I don't want to say it too early. I mean, that, it's game, March 19. It
3: kind of makes sense. That game came out a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, um, so I read some X Men comics. Uh, I also read the first issue of Avengers Mech Strike.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, which is currently running. Real quick, does Tony Stark get into an Iron Man suit and get into a mech suit? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yes! I'm gonna read it.
3: I'm gonna tell you right now. They all are in their costumes. Then into the. I'm gonna read that sticks. comic. Cool. Okay. Um, that is is a cool comic. Uh, cool. It's it's pretty fun. It's it's a fun little thing. Um, I also read uh, because I wanted to. Uh, so we watched some movies that we're gonna talk about later, and I was like, man. I wonder if I would feel like I got any better answers if I read the Prometheus comics. And the answer is no, (laughs) but but I read all of Prometheus fire and stone. And I don't just mean Prometheus fire and stone. I mean the whole fire and stone thing, the whole crossover Prometheus Prometheus, alien, alien versus predator predator. Yeah. All 16 issues. Uh, That's really good. That's a really cool story. I remember liking it. I read it when it first came out. Uh, Yeah. You've got Joshua Williamson and Kelly Sue DeConnick as two of the writers on it, amongst others. Um, That's a dope story. Like, it doesn't make any sense in relation to any movies. And it might vaguely work in the continuity of the comics. I'm not as familiar. Uh, But it's still just a really cool story and left me more satisfied than the prometheus movie so there's a sequel yes there is it's called life and death but i didn't have that much time
0: sure. i, I want <laughs> to say there's so. 16 issues i was gonna say one of the things that we we're i was gonna bring it up when we do the movies but uh dark horse really likes to try to like keep their predator and alien franchise make sense within the movies so when prometheus came out that really put a put a kibosh on that so they were like okay maybe we can still make it make sense We so did the fire and stone event
3: the, the reality is it only makes sense if you don't think about anything from prometheus <laughs> yeah. like you just have to know that event happened and that's about all you can think about and read the comic and be like yeah that makes sense." <laughs> otherwise nope, nope. <laughs> not even a little
0: everybody makes the cool hey, art too
3: hey I saw a Xenomorph shark and I'm yeah. happy. It looked pretty cool. I'm a happy boy. Okay. Uh, and then um, because of the way this list worked out, the last thing that I'll talk about that we did is we watched a movie called the dead. Don't die. The dead don't die. Um, cl- clearly takes place in the neighborhood next to twin peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it. I thought it was weird. Uh, the only part I didn't like was the, little over the top pretentious ending, but other be beyond that I liked it. Word I agree. Uh I it's it's kooky and fun and I I like that kind of filmmaking every once in a while. I can't like watch a marathon of movies like that. But I can yeah. I
0: can watch one of those every once in a while and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Adam Driver and Bill Murray in it. I think they're really yeah. great together. Yeah.
3: And then I watched three other movies this week and I'll talk about them later. Uh-huh. Oh um I finished the Fortnite season. Like like oh. all the battle pass stuff, I finished it. So. Got to level hundo. I got I got past that,
1: but yeah, nice. I got there. And I played some too, but I'm not even there. Not even close. I won I won my first solo match. Also nice.
3: Yeah. Welcome. I earned it. Welcome to the club. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it felt good. I love it. <clears throat> Wait, was that Ryan? the first
2: one of our group to win a solo match in Fortnite?
0: No. Oh. No,
3: Ryan had definitely done it. Oh. I just hadn't done it. All right.
0: You gotta. You had, to, you, had to, you had. You just had to. you just had to cut Ben off at the knees.
3: I. I. I will tell you like one hundred percent. I have never gone into a solo match thinking, I'm gonna. Maybe. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I did win one before this, but I don't remember it. Um, I have never gone into a solo match thinking I'm gonna win this. It's yeah. never been a goal. So the goal. So if it way. happens, it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, dude. I don't even. More worry time.
2: About it. The only time I kind of like try to be like, okay, don't F this up is when there's like five players left because the whole time yeah. I'm like, you know, what? I'm just trying to do my quests. I'm trying to get as much XP as humanly I, possible.
3: In, and in, this, in this particular match, I legit thought there were three more people after the dude that I killed. Ooh. To, to end it. I thought there were three more people, and then it was like, you win, and I'm like, oh, and I think all three of them must have killed each other somehow <laughs> somewhere at some point you know yeah. close to what I did. That and actually was, happened to me. I swear there were other people.
2: Okay, so that happened to me where I killed the same dude who killed me. It was like a simultaneous, like, you know, like when two bullets scroll past each other, they go, hi, Frank. Hi, Fred, and then they just like, psh-
3: hi, Frank.
1: Yes. Ryan, do you want to go next? Sure, I got my notes open. So, I... um... Oh, I'm so
3: sorry. I just remembered one. I did it for school, so I forgot. I watched um, Lost in La Mancha, which is the documentary about Terry Gilliam trying to make that Don Quixote movie. Oh, how was it? Uh, That's a really, really interesting little documentary. Um, It Um. really... Makes Terry Gilliam make a lot of sense to me. Uh, in, in... Do they is he is he a
1: bad weirdo or no?
3: He's not bad. It's just like you can you can see where he's like weirdo. He's he's not keeping grip with reality of mm-hmm. what he is what resources he has at, at his disposal. Got it. And and you can you can see where the whole crew is like he's in charge <laughs> man i mean we're here we're doing it it's our job but boy he is not looking at the writing on the wall uh and i mean like you know he came back around and and got the got a version of his film made like a decade later. um which i haven't seen but now i'm really curious i i've always been curious but now i'm really really curious to watch. i am too uh, oh. but if you if you get the chance to watch lost in la mancha it's on this Uh, website called internet archive you can just go there and watch it
1: um i will i love movies uh, about movies it's
3: it's really it's really interesting because you're watching him try to stretch his dollar in Mm. so many different places um and it's i believe that at least the early half of the documentary is before uh everything that fell apart with dr parnassus when Heath Ledger passed away so at least, at least, like, the early part, which is all the, like, you know, the long setup, the long road to starting the film, uh, the Don Quixote movie.
1: Um, does this take like place over years? Uh, or is this, it like, mostly, one section? It mostly
3: focuses on the section where they tried to make Got the it. movie, which was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does, the opening does go over, like, how long he's had the story. how How long he's been trying to, like, get the money and get like the funding and decades. get the resources and all that. Because it, it was about 20 years. Mm-hmm. About 20 years he was trying to make that movie. That's insane. So
1: anyway, yeah, that's me. Sorry. I love I loved Terry Gilliam growing up. Time bandits, baby. So, I, uh, I guys, I like indie games. And I haven't been given indie games enough love recently. And I don't just mean like popular indie games. I mean like actual indie games. So I went to Steam. And Steam is the biggest uh, uh, ha- uh, warehouse of video games on the planet. You know, digital games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went on the special store. And I looked at all the Steam sales that they had. And there was a bunch of games on sale. And I found a game for $4.00. And it's called death crown uh and i watched a trailer for it and it blew me away it's a it's described as a um one bit um minimalist real-time strategy game um you start off on one side of the screen and you have the enemy on the other side of the screen and you're playing as death trying to it's a fantasy world and you're death trying to conquer this kingdom right this king killed this lady and then she became death and now you're trying to get revenge right but um That's it's basically- awesome it, it does sound cool, but and it's literally, like, I, I will send you, like, an, some images, because it's gorgeous, but it's basically, you start on, like, the left side or the right side, and you can build towers, which kill bad guys, you can build a barracks, which makes which makes uh, your warriors, or you can make a, a mine, which makes more gold to help you build more stuff. You just build three things, uh... uh uh, Warriors towers or mines right and it's just it's a rock-paper-scissors game of building yourself up to try to conquer the whole land It's really fun. Um, I beat it in like two hours Like it's a really quick game uh, it comes with DLC where it's a prequel and a sequel So there's two other campaigns I haven't played but it's it's just it's so fun you guys and it's so cool And this art style is so amazing and it's it almost looks like it was all made in like Microsoft paint Like it's really really stunning. Like it's really cool. Like it's like one person made it. Um, so I recommend that four bucks It's really cool. Um the next game I played is a game called Metal Units, and it's a mech. It's a mech uh, Metroidvania. There's a lot of those going on. Metroidvanias. Um, very Evangelion inspired, very Metal Gear inspired. Um, you have a sister who who betrayed the humans with the bad guys, but maybe all is not what it seemed, and you're out going an adventure to find out what happened to her. Um, it's like a platformer, and you uh, you assign a bunch of weapons to all your different buttons. You know, you have a sword attack, you have a gun, you have a special ability, very much like a Castlevania or a Metroid. Um, I only played like an hour of that game. It's pretty cool, got that game for like five bucks, worth the money. Um, Then I played, I got back into Genshin Impact because that's a game I just wanted to play. Um, I started playing it on my PlayStation 4 and I regret doing that because I played it for a couple hours and for a game that's free to play that you can play on your phones it was chugging really hard on my playstation 4 and i think that might just be because my playstation is probably going to die soon because it's real old and it sounds like a like a gas fire um so uh, uh it was still fun to play it wasn't like a life ruining experience but like it was hitchy it was like you know it was janky a little bit um so i downloaded it on the pc get that cat get her so I downloaded yeah, cat maintenance. So I downloaded it on the PC because this is one of those games like Fortnite where all your saves are supposed to transfer between, you know, your phone, your Xbox, your PC, PlayStation 4. For some reason, your PlayStation saves don't carry over with everything else. So I can't I can't start over again on the PC. Um, or sorry, I can't continue my progress on the PC, which sucks because I really don't want to start over. But I immediately started it on the PC and it runs so much better. It looks twice as good on than the PlayStation version. I'm like, shit. I think I'm just gonna restart the game because it's it looks it already looks so much better. Um That's a Breath of the Wild Open World fun game. It's really great. I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, I played some Hitman 3. Still great. I played some Fortnite, Dead by Daylight. That's still great. Um my favorite tv comedy is it's always sunny in philadelphia and i haven't watched it in a while and everyone has their comfort show that they go back to you know the office friends that kind of thing my show is it's always sunny so i decided to go back and watch the last season because that's the one season that i haven't watched a thousand times over again and guess who directed a lot of those episodes matt shackman the the, the guy who did wandavision and it shows because that guy has great comedic timing and it, and i forgot how weird and almost wandavisiony that show already is where how it breaks a fourth wall and it's really stupid and weird um and I'm like, right, that guy made one of my favorite shows of all time. It makes sense why WandaVision so cool. Did you guys speaking of? Did you see the Kevin Smith interview with Matt Shackman? I did. That's why I watched It's Always Sunny because I watched that interview. It's a I great watched it- the interview too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, so yeah, I watched uh, I watched It's Always Sunny, and then I think that might be it. Um, oh, I am all caught up officially on Critical Role. Uh. I can't even tell you how many hours I've watched. Too many hours. It's probably a calculator. Um, but I'm officially caught up so I can watch the live show if I'm home in time uh, from work. So that's another, now's a new complication. Can I even watch the show live? Um, but I'm finally caught up. So that's really cool. So that's, I have so much more time now instead of devoting 18 hours a day to one show. So that's going to be real cool. Let's see me watch nothing. <laughs> yes, that's what's going to happen. Did so, you,
0: you picked up a bunch of comics. Did you read any of them?
1: Whoo, I sure didn't. Um, I was just really in a video game mood. I also I bought my comics on Friday, so there hasn't that much time. But like, I look through them, and like, literally half of them's X Men, and I spent a lot of money. So like, I'm next week or this week, uh, I'm just gonna pile through them. I'm so excited because like, I was looking through the the that uh, Demon Days that Peach Momo yeah. comic that looks sick, dude. I cannot wait to read that book. Yeah, I really like that yeah. one.
3: Yeah, I I know what you mean because I've been in hard video game like desire yeah. crave mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as of late. Uh, I meant to tell you, by the way, PlayStation had a big indie sale. Oh, I saw, I was looking at it. We we might have some horror titles for Ben on my PS5 oh my
0: now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah. What? Speaking of Ben, yeah, you want to go? Yeah, sure, I'll go. Uh, not a whole lot,
2: but this week I finally got to see a movie that some people have told me that like, how come how why how come you never saw this movie? This movie's a classic, and that's the original Coming to America. Um, So, because Fanny is a huge fan of the original, and for we've been together for almost six years almost seven now. And she's trying to get me to sit down and watch Coming to America, and it finally happened this week. We watched that and the sequel, and I really enjoyed the first one. I thought the first one was great, but I don't know why the one joke that got me in stitches that I could not stop laughing was after um, Prince Akeem and uh, uh, Semi. Are like trying to figure out where in America to go, either New York or, or LA. So they're looking at a at a map and they go and they say, as like, but where will we find in this land of New York a woman of such style and grace that, that's fit for a king? Queens. Yeah. <laughs> it had me in freaking stitches. I thought it was the funniest joke I heard. The rest of the movie I had a blast. I really enjoyed. And even the second one I had a good time with. I really uh, I thought I love seeing all the returning cast members come back um It got me a little sad when, when uh um, for a uh, James. This is this is Ryan right the, the movie, so I don't think this is really spoiler. But James Earl Jones character b- dies. Yeah. So it's like, man, when he actually like does pass away, it's like, man, that's going to suck. I
1: was about to say he's not actually dead in real life. No, i no, okay, no, he's, no, no, no. no, no, no. He just didn't want to be. He's, <laughs> yeah.
2: old. he's old.
1: He's old. Yeah. He's in his what? His nineties or his eighties? Either one is old.
2: Either one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. he's old. But I mean, seeing James Earl Jones is—it's off. Like the whole movie, I enjoyed. I still think the first one was a little funnier, especially when he's on stage. like, "Good morning, New York. Ah, f you. Yes, f you too." That's my,
1: that's my favorite line. I love yeah. that. Um, I've heard very mixed things about the sequel. Uh, but not bad enough where I still don't want to see it. Or I—I I mean, I do want to see it. Like, I'm still curious. Um, yeah, because I haven't watched that first one in a while, but I remember loving it. So yeah, Megan, Megan's never seen
3: the original, so that's something we want to do Hell and yeah. watch the sequel sometime. But we didn't do it this week specifically because we weren't watching anything on Amazon Prime because of the, the strike. That's right.
1: Hell yeah. Don't say it. Don't worry, Ben. You didn't do anything. Right, Don't worry. Ben, it's okay. All right. All right. Um, you boycotted them long enough. Yeah, I have. Oh, uh, no, I'm
0: so ben. sorry, Ben. You spoiled it! First comment, a little Uh, bit tired, says no, he dies. (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Oh, I know
3: who that is. Oh, you (laughs) know who that is? I'm pretty confident I know who that is. Uh. <laughs> anyway,
2: and don't dwell uh, on
0: that. Move yeah, on. Yeah,
2: not, not dwelling on that. So, um, also in video game stuff, um, I mean, yeah, I've been playing my little Super Mario Game & Watch. As Brian said earlier, I wrote an article about said Game & Watch. Link is in the description down below. On It's for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Um, video games, I... I pretty much just been playing Golden Sun on my Game Boy Advance and my uh, um, Game and Watch,
0: really just for a little bit before What's Golden bed. Sun? It's a RPG. Oh, I, I was trying to make a joke, but oh, yeah, I it's on me because I had falsely thought they were Pokemon games. Two Pokemon uh, games that you just named. F- funny <laughs> enough, there is there is a Pokemon. I, I have, know.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I actually know. have the Sun version in my drawer right now but so that's like, on me, Ben. It didn't work. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So um, besides that, um, so as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the store lost levels that have locations here in Fullerton and in Claremont. And on Friday, right after I came after uh, the, well, the store was closed and I was about to go on my uh, break. One of the games I've been looking for advanced wars went into their. They got it. So of course I'm like, do you still have it? Is it there? And no message back. They just liked my comments. So next morning, I go see my mom before I go quarantine myself. And then I'm just, and then I'm just like, you know, let's just, let's just make a trip down there. If it's there, cool. If it's not, I'm not going to worry about it. Also, I get to hang out with my mom. And right when I walk in the store, the guy looks up to me and says, Advance Wars? I'm like. I love it. And I got it. This is. This is one of the harder games to find for the Game Boy Advance. I actually really cheap, $30, and thanks to my mom, she was very kind of to buy this for me. She did not have Aww. to. She, she, uh, I guess because uh, my brother is moving over in Miami, so she's like, oh, I gave your brother some money, so I'm going to do something for you next year. I'm like, oh, thanks, Mom. So, yeah, I found I. God ah, damn it. So, yeah, I found and this. And now movie. it's broken. That sucks. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I was really glad to find this is because the same um, developer that makes this game is responsible for the Fire Emblem series. So this was their first jaunt, or at least this was one of the first games of theirs to come out in the United States because we would not get Advance Wars or Fire Emblem until the Nintendo game or until the Game Boy Advance because those games have been going on for years in Japan thanks to the Famicom, Super Famicom. So... I now have a really softer game. It's mine. It was cheap. I'm happy with
1: it. Advance Wars rules. That's a franchise that everyone wants them to bring back, but they, they won't for some reason. Because yeah, they're cowards. Well, they're, make, they're making too much money with Fire Emblem.
2: You can do both. Have your cake eat yeah, it. Funny thing is, at the store, they also had Advance Wars Dual Strike for the
1: DS. I think that's the one. I think I played that one. I don't know. I played a lot of
2: Advance Wars. That was a game the cool. Oh, yeah. Up until this one, the last one I played was Days of Ruin, and he, apparently in the Advance Wars community, that one's not that good. Like, they didn't like that one so much, but I might get it again someday. Uh, other video game stuff, i also played Fortnite. And I also managed to get up to level 100 and beat all the Battle Pass stuff. Holy shit, that's all so much playing, Ben. I love it. <laughs> uh, ben well, played a
1: lot of Fortnite.
2: <laughs> actually, no, I didn't. I kind of cheated because I was able to buy 25 levels
1: with enough V-Bucks. Oh, my God, Ben. You just
2: spent that much I- <laughs> no, I love
1: it. You're actually, They got you, baby. They got actually, you. Actually,
2: Ryan, no, it was already in my account. It was already there. And then I saw it and I thought to myself I like I can either save it or I can jump because I really wanted the Mandalorian stuff. So I figured F it. I went with the Mandalorian stuff. And I still had five hundred left over. It wasn't I didn't shell out any more money. It was already there.
1: Then Ben all the hunters are available right now. All of them, every single one. I almost bought one, but I did I couldn't. Street Fighters back. All of them. I know Street Fighters back. I saw Street Fighter. And I'm like
0: Speaking of, did you guys know that Chun Lee's not in the
1: new Mortal Kombat movie? That's I. It makes me so mad, like the the disrespect, and they announced it on International Women's Day too. How could they? It's awful. Just saying, get your facts right, Mortal Kombat movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably my favorite thing to happen on the internet this month. I I just we can't talk about it. We can't do it. No, because I I still can't believe that. That's not. That wasn't a joke. That they they Mm -hmm. won. That they got all (laughs) of us talking about it. They won. (laughs)
2: anyway oh man uh so yeah i played a little fo- so i did that i got i got all the i got the battle pass stuff so now i'm like a level 107 uh before we started recording <laughs> earlier today i actually played with friend of the part pod- podcast marty we were playing for a little bit before i had to go make dinner
3: uh highest place we got was third place so we got pretty far cool nice. I, love that. Go- I love that i love that marty was playing fortnite that's great yeah. i need to play with him yeah.
0: when you yeah. agree marty i agree <laughs> is, that, is that marty
3: i'm very confident
2: <laughs> actually i was telling that was him that all three, of us, all three of us should play because when three of us get shit goes dead shit goes good. yeah but uh damn builders man every time because i've gotten when i did play a little bit uh yesterday and today uh solo the highest i got was like second place and freaking
1: builders man yeah man that's why i'm trying to build more
3: yeah
2: my yeah,
1: I be, um, be bet,
3: be, be, join them. I'm just trying to carry grenades more.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> <that will carry laughs> more.
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah so so that, else, that's pretty much all I did. Watched *Coming to America* one, two. Watched three other movies that we're going to talk about, and played played some video games.
3: You are right, Sparks. I know. It, it was it was Booster Gold and a title that said "I'm a little bit too tired." I, I it was all there.
0: <laughs> My turn then, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Run off some things I did first because I read a lot of comics. I caught the comic reading bug and I'm just trying to write it until it goes away. Do it. I want it back. I need, um, I need to get that bug. My stack keeps getting bigger and bigger. I have watched most of Community at this point, then all the way through. Um, so this week I watched four, five, and I'm halfway through six, which are the shorter seasons. So it's not a huge feat. Um, four. I think okay. I think the first. I want to say something. I want to say some quick things about community because I think the first three seasons are great. I love that show a lot. Season four is the one that doesn't have Dan Harmon, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can tell that it's missing something. Um, There's a couple of good episodes in there, but ultimately it just kind of falls flat. Uh, There's actually a lot of good episodes for Pierce, which is which is because Dan Harmon hated Chevy Chase. Um, And season five, Chevy Chase is gone. Which doesn't really do a whole lot to the team to the to the group, but Dan Harmon comes back. He does his best, and then Troy leaves that season. Donna Glover leaves that season, and that does kind of hurt the show. But while the show never really recaptures its what I think is its magic from the first three seasons, even when Dan Harmon's back on the show, I think that season five has two of the best episodes, which is are which are the ones where Pierce died and they went to his funeral. Walton Goggins guest stars on that one, um, and a uh, and the the next episode afterwards, where they have to play the floor as lava, before Troy leaves,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and I think both those episodes are incredible. Uh, the the Walton Goggins one especially makes me laugh every time. Um, have you have any of you seen that episode? I know sparks has.
1: No, I stopped. I stopped after three.
0: I um, would recommend honestly just watching the one the episode that we're referring to because you can. Yeah. It's easy to just jump into it.
2: Yeah. Besides the episodes that Brandon showed me on season one, I also saw, a, I think it's season three, but it's a few episodes that eventually lead up to the paintball war. There's good episodes. Um, Max is... how, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to say Allison Brie is like the Lone Ranger. The I think it's yeah. season three's paintball war, where she's yes. like the Lone
0: Ranger. Yeah. Season two. Those
1: are uh, Russo Brothers episodes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Justin Lin actually did the second one.
1: Nice. Oh, okay.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, so... Th- the episode that I was referring to the season five episode of Walton Goggins was done for a charity on YouTube during COVID. It was a, there was a whole cast read. They got everyone back except for Walton Goggins. So instead of Walton Goggins, they got uh, uh Din Djarin, Jesus Pedro Pascal. Yep. Um, they got Pedro Pascal who clearly did not read the script beforehand and watching his, his like, his like, his like on camera reactions to the words that he has to say is amazing. I love it. It makes the episode honestly better. Because <laughs> uh, there's a moment where he just can't breathe because he's laughing so much. Um, I like so I'm, at, I'm I'm through season six now. the The show that's when the that's the Yahoo season. That's when they went on Yahoo streaming service. Mm. Um, and it's fine. It's a little it's it's weird even for the show's standards. Um, but it's all right. All right, that's enough of that community. Because I also got through. I'm almost halfway done with Dune, and I can't believe that I am because that book is way above my reading level. Um, I'm 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 man enough to admit it. I'm not a good reader, so like reading a book like Dune is a feat.
1: It's also give yourself a little more credit because he, much like like a J.R. Tolkien, like created an entire universe where half yeah. those words are fake made-up words so like it's not it's not it's not just you either like yeah it, i know that that's a whole universe of made-up shit that's like you're just gonna have to get used to it you'll get it you're there, are,
0: there are definitely times where i've
1: gone a little glassy i've never had to read a page again dude like i stopped reading it months ago but like when i started it i i found myself staring at a page like in five minutes going like I gotta read this whole page again. What? Yeah, That's that's me every
3: time I'm reading like an academic paper right now yeah, on, yeah. like uh intersectionality or whatever. And I'm just like oh he's uh, like roll the uh, back. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I freaking hate it. There, like, there were like
3: 12 seven syllable words in this sentence. Oh no. <laughs>
0: um I'm so I'm I'm basically just proud of myself. I've been I've been sticking to a chapter a night, and it's been Really good. I know we're still planning on doing the the Dune thing, as far as I know. So, absolutely, I, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to get through it. I love it. Ben, ben I... get reading. Yep, better get, better get and, reading. So there's only forty eight chapters. So if you stick to a chapter a night, you could be done in a month and a half. Easy peasy. Uh, more or less. All right. So that's enough of that. I all those are not things I'm even done with. But I did watch. I started my Kong versus sorry my. Oh, Mag says I feel your pain on the on the chats here. Um I have started my Godzilla versus Kong Marathon. Um, but I decided to add King Kong versus Godzilla, the original, because uh, I'd never seen the Japanese version before, and it's been years since I've seen the movie anyway. So I kind of want just to, to see the original, the original fight before I watch the rematch. Um so I've watched the the uh, Japanese version on the Criterion collection cuz it's available there. Uh that's a crazy movie. Even in Japanese. Uh cuz it's very satirical and it's also the first time that Kong like like not Kong, but Godzilla was portrayed with a personality. So there's times where he's like mocking Kong and just like clapping and being like haha you you fool monkey. Oh, I've seen the I've seen the clips. Oh yeah. God. I've seen more um, <laughs> And the, uh, the it's also it's also it's a really significant movie because it's the first time both of those characters were in color. That's
3: um, true.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah, and it's by the the guy who directed the first Godzilla movie, and he's playing it very satirically.
3: I- Ishiro Hondo.
0: Yeah, and he. Uh,
3: which is super it's super weird because brandon and i have talked about it because we've looked ahead at like a godzilla project we want to do and a large majority of the early godzilla films are actually done by the director of the original which is so bizarre because they're so silly in comparison yes
2: Hmm. which is Um, a Godzilla like flies around on his tail megalon megalon and yes that's
3: him
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's weird anyway um, so King Kong versus Godzilla has also has a really great moment where Kong, the first, it's the first time Godzilla and Kong meet, they, they show up and Kong's got the, and Godzilla's got the high ground and Kong's down here and they're yelling at each other and Kong throws a, Kong throws a, a, a boulder and, uh, and, and, Godzilla uses his atomic breath and Kong just goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh. Wait, Ben, you meant the one where Godzilla jumps
3: back and he's riding forward on his tail? Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, Mag Hetera is the one where he jumps up as a ball and uses atomic breath to fly himself across the field like mm. a cannonball.
2: Yes. Yeah, I meant where like Godzilla's on his back. Like, yeah, he's a tail. i, like, know yeah, mean, yeah. I know meant. Yeah.
0: All classics. You good, you good Mag? For- it's all bullshit. Because that's, <laughs> the, that's the one with Jed Je- with Je- Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, Megalon, Megalon, yeah, Mega yeah. has Jet Jaguar,
2: but funny enough, Mag, I have seen both, so I was like, which ones? Because I thought which one was the dumber one when I thought when I was a kid, the tail one I thought was dumber. I don't know why I thought, like, I'm just gonna lift up and just use my atomic breath as propulsion and I fly across the sky.
0: They're all dumb. <laughs> There's a movie where Godzilla talks, yeah, dumb movie, man? anyway. Um, so I've never seen the original. I'm really glad I did. watch the original Japanese. Uh that was cool. It was a good experience. And then I watched Kong Skull Island and we talked about it before when Sparks watched it. That movie rules. Movie rules. True all of it. You know when you're watching a movie and you're like really you like really like that movie and you're rewatching it and you're just like yeah, this scene. Yeah, this scene. Oh man, this part. Oh man, Tom Hiddleston just grabbed the sword. Yeah, let's see him just sorting birds.
1: Uh the movie rules. I like the movie a whole lot. There's um uh there's the the great grenade scene where the guy like sacrifices himself acts, like and like that for nothing. Yeah. And there was like a moment on Twitter where people are like, this guy's the stupidest guy I had he coming. I'm like, you guys are completely missing the point of the scene. You're completely uh, missing that like it was an oopsie. It's not like and I was like, oh man. Kong Skull Island's the best, you guys. You're right. Yeah. Kong Skull Island. The more time goes on, the more I like that movie. Yeah.
0: I think Kong Skull Island honestly is I said it before. I, I I think it's like the best American made monster movie in the last 20 years. Like, That's I think that movie's hard. great.
3: That's not hard when there's it's so not much less yeah. <laughs> like, to compare it to. That's <laughs> a I mean, narrow field.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. The only one I can easily say is second place is the first Pacific Rim movie. But even, or no, even the second, the first the uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie.
0: No, I'll say Pacific Rim is before the Godzilla movie, before the Gareth Edwards <laughs> Godzilla 14. Um, yeah. And then probably down there, Cloverfield, somewhere. Anyway,
1: I think even, far,
0: even farther down there, Godzilla 98.
1: I don't even count that.
0: doesn't count.
2: You're it right. Exist. It's not
0: in the last 20 years. Ben, count. <laughs> no, it's still a 20 years. Ben.
3: Ben. Did ben. Did you say
0: that Godzilla 1998 came out Wait. 20 years ago? Oh, no. It's no, 2000. No, no.
1: Yeah, no, you're 2020.
0: right. 2020. You're right. I can't I do want- that. You guys should know this. I wish it was 2018. <laughs> Ben just had a heart attack because he went back in time to 2018. Body. It's got <laughs> anyway, Ben. Congstill Island rules. I love that I movie a whole mean, lot.
3: He just wants us all to be young again. Uh, and I
0: agree. No, yeah.
3: <laughs> I <do>. I <laughs> exactly what I would before, give to uh, be
0: 27 again. What were when we
3: Because would... <laughs> we were when we were watching Alien today, we were just talking about, man, John Hurt was young, and it's like Remember when we were kids and this movie didn't feel old?
1: Yeah. Now we're old.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and this movie is old. Uh, so I was, then... I,
2: I, I was going to say, I was, I was like, God damn, that is a young Ian Holm. Yeah, God is. damn, I'm getting older. I don't
0: like it. Uh, Ian Holm is in... Yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah? It's Ian Holm? Yeah, yeah. Ian Holm. He's oh, like yeah, Holm. but we were talking about John Hurt.
3: Cause... Yeah, yeah, but John Hurt, too. I mean, they're all very young in that movie. Everybody in that movie is young compared to today
0: because it's 40 years. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I read a lot of comics, as I said, so I'm going to rattle off a couple. Um, I read Children of Children of the Atom. The new Vita uh, Iala X-Men book. Finally. I I don't think that was on my pull list. Uh It's finally here, Ryan.
3: It came out this week. It wasn't on my pull list. I'm so mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's good. That's good. I'm intrigued. For where it, we'll go. I'm, um, I, I, I need that book. Oh, yeah, you boy. gotta go back. I gotta go. Back. I definitely I feel like. Know.
3: I Uh-oh.
0: definitely feel like it belongs on the, uh, on the in the dawn of X era, and not necessarily
1: in the reign of X era. But we'll see where it goes. Well, that book, um, from people who read it, saying, "Wow, you can tell this book hasn't been edited in a year and a half." <laughs> uh, because it was supposed to come out last year, or or even before that. So. That book's just been literally sitting on a shelf, so it makes sense that it doesn't feel appropriate to now, maybe. Yeah, Uh,
0: But, like, the next second episode, second issue has already been written, but the third and fourth not, so I'm sure it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll
0: even out eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's really good. Because I was in a huge uh, Wiccan place because of uh, WandaVision. You're uh, (laughs) in it. No. Um, I'm going to, though. uh, Because I found out this week that a lot of the Young Avengers works are not in print. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only like four out of the six, uh, uh, not there's more than six, but like a bunch. So I'm going to just skip right to Empire. I'm gonna, probably going to read that this week. Um, yeah. But I did read King and Black, Wiccan, and Hulkwing, Hulkling, which is the King of Black tie in mm-hmm. uh, for them. That was good. I really liked that. I'm glad. You'll get more insight once you
1: read Empire. With all that means. Yeah, it's their,
0: it's their honeymoon. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I kind of understand some of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. And I read, hold on, I gotta bring this closer to me because apparently I'm blind. I read Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman run. Is it I- called
1: Sensational?
0: No, this oh, is just Wonder called. Woman. Okay. Because I,
1: again, because I picked up like a month's worth of comics. I have like seven Wonder Woman do you mean, comics. Do you mean the one that started a few months ago?
0: No, I'm so, I'm talking about the one that started after Infinite Frontier. So Wonder Woman 770 with the new creative Oh, sorry. Scene. Got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've still been reading that book since 650 or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I picked it up for Infinite Frontier with Becky yeah. Um That was it's really interesting. I'm not sure if I'm hooked, but I'll give it three issues to see where it goes. Um, it's Wonder Woman. She wakes up in Valhalla for some reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's fighting Vikings. So it's cool.
3: Well, that's never happened to you?
0: Well, there was that one time. There you go. Um, then I read uh, Batman Urban Legends, which mm-hmm. ruled.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. the one with all the, the side characters that we want to have regular books.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's it's. I really liked it. I wasn't. I was going into it with a <laughs> with a low with a low bar. I only picked it up because of the Stephanie Phillips uh, story in it that leads into a Harley Quinn run, which I am reading. Mm. Uh, that that has the first, I think, the first canonical kiss between Harley and Ivy. Oh. Um. So like, really, like these guys were a couple. Um, so I really I picked it up because I wanted to see that, cause, you know, watch the Harley Quinn TV series. One more of that. Um, and then the, the bonus would be the Chip Zdarsky, Batman and Red Hood story, because I knew that would be good. Um, but I thought all of the stories were really good. There's a Batman, the Outsiders book. Um, and then there's a Grifter book, uh, both done by the future state people. Uh, both of them are really good. I really enjoyed those. So that was a solid uh, anthology book that I'm totally going to keep keep reading. That
1: sounds like that's the book that we should pick up because it has all the side books from the Batman books. Like it has the, <laughs> the outsider stuff. And yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So I really like both of those. Awesome. Cool. Uh, and then you get Chip Zdarsky, Red
0: Hood, which is the best Red Hood's been written in years. Uh, there's some cool. really good stuff there.
1: Uh, I would argue because then you guys read 52 or 53. That's really good Red Hood too
0: okay yeah um you're right i didn't read that i forgot about that but the the chip Zdarsky one has a lot of good characterizations for him because there's another kid who's orphan and he like has this
1: this like connection with the kid. It's good stuff really oh like yeah it. chip Zdarsky, he's like one of the few guys uh who's like who's like a mainstay at both companies now like mm-hmm. he's not an exclusive like a Donnie cates or a scott snyder so he's like i guess right batman and spider-man i'm winning like good for that and daredevil
0: because i batman daredevil. and daredevil
1: he's writing everything <laughs> Vita Ayala is kind of riding Same. that
0: line right
3: now too. Yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then I've uh, Green Lantern, the Green Lantern, finished by Grant Morrison. Um, that's the that season two of the Green Lantern. Um, that's really good. And No surprise, it's Grant Morrison. It's it is not necessarily like multiversity Grant Morrison, but it's really close. So there's a lot of stuff that you're just kind of like. Yep, sure. There's definitely a giant gold person who can make toys out of out of Hal Jordan's bad guys and from a, from the fifteenth dimension. Sure, Grant Morrison.
1: It's comics, baby. It's all good. Yeah,
0: uh, and there's a lot of concepts that he uses from the Silver Age, which even like I know a lot about DC lore, but man, he knows a lot about DC lore. <laughs> uh, not to compare myself, but like. I'm lost whenever he's just like remember
1: this character I'm like no I've never seen this character before I mean, in my life. This, he's also like been like devouring comics for like 50 years and it shows so like, and it's so much fun to watch him just play yeah which is I why I like Multiversity new, he has a new he has a new image book out right now called like Proctor Valley or something it came out this yeah. week a new, so uh, I picked that up and I can't wait to read it let me know how
0: it is I'm interested um yeah uh, it's just a really good Hal Jordan book And I really enjoyed just reading a Green Lantern book Especially by him My issue though was because I found out that Liam Sharp I think is his own colorist And it triggers my color blindness. So there's a lot of pages that I just can't see
1: Oh that sucks
3: Guys I just want to
0: throw out a quick reminder Because it's new to us so we're, we're still struggling with it Grant Morrison's Damn. preferred pronouns are they and them Yes They and them you're right I apologize uh, my, my bad um, <clears throat> uh, Thank you for that uh but so anyway, so Liam Sharp's art uh triggered my colorblindness. So there's a lot of pages that are really hard for me to see. And that really sucked because his art's gorgeous, and I'm really upset by that. That's a bummer. Um, but say levy All right. I read volume two and three of Sunstone. I told you guys I was going through it again. So I read volume two and three again. I I've only read the first five. Um and I and I'm reminded every time I read it by just why I fell in love with it. There's a moment in Volume Two where where Lisa, who's our main character, is getting ready to be introduced to her girlfriend's friends of benefits, best friends, whatever she wants to call her at the in the volume, um, uh, friends. And there's like this nervousness, and then there's like and then they meet, and the and and she's like, I felt comfortable for the first time. I could be myself, and I didn't have to hide anything. I was like, the things that I think Sunstone gets really well. I'm sure he gets the BDSM well. I don't know anything about that to say, but the things that I really connect to are the mom- are the real character moments, where he does a really great job of portraying, for example, in this volume, what it feels like to have true friends, what it feels like to meet that person or people and just relax and not hide anything from them and just be your complete self. And I and I thought that was just really beautifully well done and just reminds me every single time about why I like that book um and then I finished Undiscovered Country read a lot I apologize no you're Um,
1: good jealous uh six through 12 of Undiscovered Country I was I was that far behind I'm I'm also like that far behind I still I'm still picking them up I'm just so far behind
0: yeah well when I read everything before the pandemic and then I didn't read anything when it started coming
1: back for the pandemic that's probably exactly right yeah
0: but thank goodness, in issue six, they have a... By the way, if you don't remember where we were. That's good. That's good. So that's that good. was nice. Um, that's a really cool book with a really interesting world and concept. I really enjoy that. Um, the first volume is wild. The first six issues are wild. And the the second six issues are more tame. Uh, but there's some really cool concepts in there that I, that I really enjoy. I like that book a lot. It's Charles Soul Scott signed. Yeah. All, All right, right. Finally. Second to finally. I read... Fantastic Four Complete Collection by Jonathan Hickman, Volume 2, which collects 16 beautiful issues of never, the Fantastic Four.
1: Never heard of it in my life.
0: No, really? Let me tell you about Jonathan Hickman, Ryan. Tell me. He's a, he's a Marvel writer. He He's the one who just did Secret Wars?
1: Oh, he's the guy who did Secret Wars? Yeah. I heard that book's good. <laughs> it's pretty good. You should read it. Anyway. <laughs> bit, audio listeners i love Johnny.
0: <laughs> um anyway i've never read fantastic four before i have talked about the first volume when i read it this is this next part this goes into johnny storm's death and the first volume of, of future foundation does that have the silent issue
1: silent issue yes Where are Because you said johnny's death right yes okay yeah uh where we where, where we see vignettes of of people mourning johnny it's an entire silent issue of yeah of them just dealing with with johnny's death and they're at the funeral and just like it's it's an it's a such a beautiful issue. It's so incredible.
0: I'm sure you guys have seen the page online where it's um, Peter Parker goes to Franklin Richards to console him because their uncle their uncles are dead. Um, it's good. I liked it a whole lot. Um, and reading it and seeing Franklin Richards in the future, being like, I'm gonna make a pocket dimension so that when the time wave erases time from this white void that we're in, we're going to live. I was like, man, Franklin Richards, it's so cool. All oh, right, he's not a mutant anymore.
1: Yeah, just give it time. Skip give it
0: time. It makes me more bummed because I'm reading Jonathan Hickman working with Franklin Richards, and I'm like, we could have gotten more
1: of this. Well, the good thing is you have so much more of the run to read, True. and then so much more cool stuff before, before it gets ruined, before yeah, everything well, before it gets slotted. Before volume three is coming won.
0: out in a couple of months, so I'm really excited to read that. Um, and then also, volume three of this is coming out in a couple of months, so I decided to read this, which is Thor by Jason Aaron Complete Collection Volume One. Which collects eighteen amazing issues of Jason Aaron's Thor, God of Thunder. Hell yeah! Uh, to which I did not finish. I read the first two volumes, Gore the God Butcher and the God Bomb, both of which were awesome, and I love this book. The, young Thor rides a sh- rides a Star Shark and punches Gore in the face with a hammer. Um, there, <laughs> that does the thing that I really love, where like two Thors, like Future Thor, meets young Thor and future source like, have you done this, this and this yet? And it's like, well, Oh, forget it. Then I really like that in comics when they do things like that, teasing, what could
1: be potential. It's like doctor stuff.
0: Yeah. No, it's fun. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've said before, like, uh, I I'm, I'm lucky that I've been reading comics yeah. long enough. Uh, and it's kind of my, been my main hobby most of my life. Um, where I have, I think every single issue of the, of Jason Aaron's store run from issue one from 2010. Uh, that's that's incredible i wonder how much that book is worth now that's that's pretty cool
0: maybe maybe a lot yeah i really Not enjoy cool. going through it
1: um and a sod never... ribbit. like a sod ribbing has only gotten better with age like yeah mm-hmm. so good
0: but that's all i did that's all i got that's all you did so should we uh should we oh, i could watched more movies i guess um should we go into our our bread and butter nah. about about an hour in sounds good
3: Butter. <laughs> did you just... Well, did you... I just don't want to say it.
2: All right. Of course, of course, the thing that's been going in my mind is like, come on down to the Butter Barn. <laughs> yes. These two know what I'm talking
0: about. Yes,
3: you do. Yeah. That's a Fortnite reference. God.
0: <laughs> is that a goddamn joke? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have some sad news to get through first. There's not going to be a whole lot of news, I don't think. Uh, so we'll see how quickly this goes. Um For maybe once... even... You may be in for a shorter shorter episode or you may be in for a longer one. We
1: Hell we tend to play yeah. fast and loose. Let's pontificate about something stupid for 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> right. So Gordon Hall passed away this week. He is the founder of Rockstar Leads. Um he helped rock, he, he was the lead designer on Red Dead Red Dead Redemption and L.A. Noir. He passed Aww. away this week at the age of
1: fifty one. Did it did you say why he, how he passed? No. Sorry. No, okay, that sucks. Uh, Rockstar is one of the greatest game companies in the world. Like I play every every single one of those games. That's that's a bummer. Yeah.
0: And Frank Thorne, who is a comic artist who was is best known for his work on Red Sonia with Marvel, uh, passed away this week at the age of ninety,
1: just hours after his wife died. Oh, uh, like man, that's that's really sad. But also that's like kind of like one of those weird like morbid romantic things you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah like like they lived their whole life together and they kind of went out together like i'm trying to make that seem sweet that's such a bummer it,
0: it kind of is romantic in like a not even like a morbid way but like a star-crossed lovers kind of way yeah like mm-hmm. like like
1: our time together has ended together like that's that's kind of sweet yeah it's, it's, it's a like, long it, life too.
0: 90 it's, is no is no number to scoff at no it is not this one's kind of hurt, kind of like close to me. Cliff Simon passed away this week. He he played most notably for me, Ball, on Stargate SG One, the the Goa'uld Egyptian god Ball. Um, he passed away at the age of fifty eight this week due to a tragic kiteboarding accident.
1: Oh wow! Oh, so, extreme sports, man.
0: Yeah, that's I'm a shit. huge fan of Stargate SG One. Uh, Ball was a great character. Oh, that's sad. And then Norton Juster, who's the author of *The Phantom Toll Toll Booth*, mm-hmm. I just want to say toothbrush when I say it. I don't know why. <laughs> he passed away this week at the age of ninety-one. Man. Did anyone read *The Phantom Toll Booth*? I have not.
2: Oh, yep, I read it too. all no, that I remember that book being being very fantastical, it's a really fantastical kids' book, and it's just it's weird because. One of the one of the basis is this this person goes through a fan of toll they la- they end up in this magical world where one side is all about like math and numbers, and they like they mine at numbers. They have a pile of diamonds and rubies, they don't give a crap about that. They care about the numbers, and the other is all about the English language.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah.
2: it's and there's also a dog with a clock on it that ticks, but his name is
1: talk. A dog with a clock on its walls.
3: It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very Strange
2: book, but it's a very sweet book. It's a very good book. I loved reading it when I was a kid.
3: Yeah, it's a it, that's a really good book. That's one of my favorites from my childhood. Um, yeah, uh, I'm glad that he lived as long as he did. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Um, that's a super dope book. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I
0: wish more people knew about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move into some casting news. A lot of castings happened this week. Did they? I love castings. oh Flash nope. cast, and no surprise, Kirsten Clemens as Iris West doesn't, doesn't track. I don't believe it.
1: Nah, I don't right. believe rumors.
0: Um, and then Maribel Verdu was cast as Nora Allen because Billy Credup has left the production. He's in the trailers, he's in, he knows, he's, he knows, he's no, in Justice
1: League. Please. Flash, oh, oh sorry, Flash 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 movie. sorry, Flash movie. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got <laughs> Zack Snyder on the brain. Um, I mean. Maybe? it's a scheduling issue oh yeah really crud can't make the schedule now that they it. have set when
3: they are actually filming Got because it. they took too long for flash that makes sense so he can't appear uh it doesn't mean that he won't still be playing his dad he's just not playing him in this movie
1: yeah
3: yeah
0: norah
1: allen's here so well, we're well see i don't her think die... anyone's
3: surprised that Nora was going to show up in this movie since it's obviously doing flashpoint yeah
1: not true god i can't believe it that movie's like filming like next month yeah Crazy. That movie's got Supergirl in it! Weird! hmm Alright. The Borderlands movie is shaping out its cast.
0: It's um, looking
1: so good. Who's next? Who's next?
0: Florian Muntianu. Okay. Sure. Uh, who played Victor Drago in Creed 2.
1: Oh! The, the kid! He's a be- big yeah. beefy guy. Okay.
0: Cool. Uh, he is going to play Krieg. And then Haley Bennett yeah. has been cast as an unknown new character. Who will be the key to the past of Ke- of Kate Blanchett's character
1: Lilith? Uh okay, okay. I, got, I think I have a feeling who that might be. Okay, cool, man. It's I got a good feeling about this one, you guys. So weird about Kevin Kevin Hart playing a big, big muscular mercenary man, but we'll find out. We'll see. You can have a great cast and have a bad movie. It's very, very true. <laughs> I've <laughs> watched two of them, one and a half of them this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, true. All right. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls have been cast. The new CW Powerpuff Girls uh, TV series has cast its three leads. Cast the Powerpuff Girls:
1: Chloe Bennett, most notable as Daisy Johnson and Shield Quake. Excuse me, that's her. That's her. That's her, that's her real name. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> will play Blossom. Uh, and I'm gonna read you the characters, the character sheets, because they're
0: wild. I'm so excited. <laughs> Holds several advanced degrees but is suffering from repressed superhero trauma, leading her to live life as an anxious recluse. She hopes to regain her role as a leader in the series. Okay. So Daisy. Yeah. Dove Cameron, who was also on Agents of Mm S.H.I.E.L.D., will play Bubbles, who is still the same sparkling character as she was in the past, but is now interested in recapturing her fame by saving the
1: world. In terms of casting, like she looks like but like she looks it's, like a bubbles. It's hard.
3: It's hard to think of what they're going for for a bubbles and not end up with Dove
1: Cameron. Yeah, so. um, super blonde, blue eyed. Like I'm, I'm a sprite. I'm a sprite. Yeah, like that's good casting, sure.
0: Yeah. And then finally, Yana Perolt will play Buttercup, who has spent most of her life living anonymously
1: and trying to leave behind her past.
3: Uh, I'm glad that um, not all of the Powerpuff Girls are white. Yes,
1: I think that's nice. She's that's and, cool, and she's gonna be like the cool Angsty one with like a nose ring. So I'm all about it. Chloe Bennett is herself is half Asian. That's mm-hmm.
3: what I was also referring
1: to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm excited. See, like again, like I I like the idea of kids growing up and dealing with their past. Like I, as superheroes, I think that's a cool idea. I just worry that it's the CW. And that's what it I, is. I worry about that
3: too. And I'm also I have a hard time picturing you. You, like I can see you translating the Powerpuff Girls fine. I can't see you translating all the kooky characters other than that. Live in that world. I want to see him and
2: Mojo oh, Jojo.
1: Yeah. Like, oh my god.
2: What I want
3: to see them in live action too. Yeah. but not on the CW budget. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> what are they even gonna
2: oh, the Amoeba boys?
3: Oh, the
1: Rowdy Rough Boys, they're my favorite. Yeah. They're,
3: they're not gonna do the Amoeba boys. They yeah, probably I mean. will do the
1: Rowdy Rough Dude, Boys because so... that's the easiest thing they do. do. It's, it's like a big I... buff can uh, 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 can't
2: do... They could probably do him pretty well. Yay. I don't know the name of the guy with the big per, the big pink puffball in the overalls who lives in the him. Thank you.
1: The, isn't there like the seductress lady who like uh yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, the Medusa yeah. chick. Yeah, um yeah. yeah. see i all those she, villains are awesome.
3: Their their teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I like I, am about the premise, but again, it's like I'm not, I'm not sold on where it's at. That's, that's the
2: thing. It's like this, like the Powerpuff Girls grown up. That sounds awesome. It's on the CW. I'm not that excited
1: anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm still I, stoked.
4: I'm no, still no, that, like,
1: I want good. them to be that's angsty. It. Like CW makes sense, but I just feel like it's gonna like I just no offense to like the Vampire Diaries, but like that's kind of like what CW shows turn my my, my only like. Because
3: I'm not saying like, oh, on the CW means it'll be bad. I just talked about that. Black Lightning's a yeah, fantastic show.
1: Of course. Uh, there's stuff.
3: There's good stuff happening on the CW. Legends of Tomorrow is surprisingly great. Superman. Um I haven't watched it yet, so I can't speak to it. Yeah. Uh but um that's not my concern. My concern is I don't want the Powerpuff girls to be this take, but it's mostly them doing things that the cast of Arrow does. Oh
1: sure. That's what. Yeah. Because that's the thing is is I can't see
3: them visualizing most of the, or I'll even extend it out further. I really don't want to see them just doing things that the Flash does. Yeah. I want them to do things the Powerpuff Girls would do, uh, as far as like the characters they'd interact with, and I just can't see it.
2: I don't want to see them throw anything of Riverdale into this. I feel like they will. Hey guys, do you think like
0: Archie's
1: gonna show up? No, no, no. Just like elements from Riverdale with like all the. Never mind. See, Ben, you can't shit on Riverdale because right now they're doing the most insane shit on TV where they did a huge time jump eight years in the future and like it's become a parody show. Like, it's don't you can't shit on Riverdale. That show is actually like really cool. It got good. I it's always been shitty camp, it just got it leaned into it so much more. And like that show is actually enjoyable if you're wanting to watch it. They're at war. (laughs) Archie went
2: to war. I saw (laughs) that there
1: there was an entire uncut gems montage. (laughs) Like, it's that show has gone some cool places. I'm never going to watch it, but. I just you can't you can't shit on it if you haven't watched it. Just, anyway, I, like, I, I, I watched
2: I'm... it for two seasons.
3: You watched all two seasons of it, hot um. dog. He was the most positive on it when we decided to watch that Riverdale. Episode. I'm proud of you.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm honestly like I I think this if done well could be really cool, and the cast made me maybe more excited, and uh, I very interested to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Seven announced a bunch of new people in its cast. Hell yeah. Um, Carrie Elwes, Rob Delaney, Indira Varma, Charles Parnell, Mark Gatiss, and Greg Tarzan Davis have all been added to the cast of Mission Impossible 7. We don't know as who. It's
1: a lot of cool people.
0: Yeah. So to see Carrie Elwes in a, a Tom Cruise action movie.
1: I'm glad that that dude hasn't resorted to like just being in like small movies. Like, I'm glad he could be he could still be a big, big movie star.
0: That's cool. he's definitely getting um, he's definitely getting a kind of a resurgence thanks to the Stranger Things. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because he was in season three as the mayor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you guys recall, there is a Netflix animated si- anime series for Resident Evil coming. Yes, uh, we now know more about it. Uh, it's called Resident Evil: Infinite Darkness. And is going to star Stephanie Pinicello as Claire Redfield, and Nick apostolo- Apostolides sorry, as Leon S. Kennedy, uh, reprising their roles from Resident Evil Two Remake.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the guys who did the most recent voices for the games are just doing the movies. I think that's great synergy. I think that's hella cool. The shows. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I meant, but like, it's the same the people. Anime. Yeah, the anime. Yeah. I think that's. This cool. is the third
0: Resident Evil project, and the second coming to Netflix. Right, because there's a movie
1: and then oh. there's like this thing. No, so there's they're the... Doing the show. They're doing the show. Someone yeah. else is doing the movie. Yeah. Jeez. And they just released like Netflix released their own Resident Evil like cast and like stuff mm. about like this week or whatever. I'm like, hot dog. So much, so much zombies. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of excited for all of it, honestly. I am, I am too, because like we, we had a decade of not what I wanted those, the, that franchise to be. And where it looks like we're finally getting at least one. At least someone's yeah. got to do it. So there's three, but the law of averages, one of them has to hit 100. Um,
0: percent But this is apparently set in the game continuity, so it's set after four, I believe. Oh, that's Ooh. awesome!
4: That's cool.
0: Okay. Um, I'm not going to read the synopsis; it's huge. No, like, yeah, yeah, the no. White House is involved somehow.
1: Well, I mean, well, if, it's you know, a, if it's after four, I mean, Leon saving yeah. the print, the president's daughter. Yeah. He's oh yeah, that's cool. what it's about. That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god. It's a, it's a sequel to 4, if anything, that's great. Oh god, actually got kidnapped again? No, maybe he's returning her, and then chaos ensues. Oh, probably. I love it. Um, Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix, I'll watch it.
2: do will have to yeah. buy it, sure. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a really fun game, Resident Evil 4.
0: And then the final casting news is that Doom Patrol has cast Madame Rouge in the form of Michelle, Ro- Michelle Gomez. Not Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Gomez, uh, Doctor Who's own... Missy. Um,
1: Missy. She's so good. Oh, she was so good. I love it.
0: Uh, she arrives at Doom Manor with a specific mission. If only she could remember it.
1: Uh, hey Sparks. Do Doom yeah. Patrol rules, right? Doom Patrol does rule. Uh, this just feels like uh, like another excellent piece of casting. Just added to that show. Like she's a super quirky actor. Like it's gonna fit right in. Um, I'm so excited that that show's coming back. Like I I didn't re- remember season three was happening. This is great. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch her throw down with another former Time Lord. <laughs> You're right.
0: Oh, oh yeah, Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. He was Rassilon.
1: I love it. God, good show, guys. Good. Never
0: Tenant years are great. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So some comic book news. Yes. Um. Hey guys, the Jupiter's Legacy show is coming. Uh huh. It is. Mm-hmm. We keep well, getting teasers. Well, not only is that is that show coming. But a new comic is coming, set after the show. So not in the comic book com- continuity. Is it by Mark Miller? It is. It is by Mark Miller with art by Tommy Lee Edwards. Okay. Um, it's going to be a 12-issue maxi-series that will wow. continue the
1: story from the TV show. It's called Jupiter's Legacy Requiem. That's, that's really cool. Because then he basically gets to make another sequel to his comic, but a different sequel to his comic yeah because he already made he made sequels and prequels to jupiter's legacy already so he gets to do that but now for the tv universe version that's actually really cool i why 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 do you you want to do that
0: (laughs) i feel like if you're gonna write another comic just write the next jupiter's legacy comic
1: yeah that's yeah yeah. like that's usually what you always do like greg rucka has a new the old guard coming out you don't have a sequel to the show or to the movie maybe he feels like that got to a dead end Maybe the movie, or excuse me, maybe the show, the Netflix thing's better than his comic, and he's like, Oh, can I just use that? Like everything uh, that's been adapted from him? I didn't say it, Brandon. You did. But <laughs> Except it's Kick Ash too. That one actually if might be worse. It, if he didn't yeah. say it, I was gonna say Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kick Ash is a bummer. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Do you guys believe in Wonder? Sure. This week I did because I bought like seven Wonder Woman comics.
0: Well. Uh, International Women's Day happened this past week, so and it launched a multi-month campaign, that started on International Women's Month, Women's Day, sorry, and will culminate on October twenty-first, which is Wonder Woman Day. So from here, from here to then, we are getting tons of new Wonder Woman content. Oh, um, we'll celebrate with with original content, commemorative comics, books, and global fashion collections and experience. Ooh, cool. Um. The, and they also were like, yeah, the Wonder Woman show and movie are streaming on HBO Max. Like, they weren't
1: already. Didn't, wasn't Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary last year?
0: No, this is, this it's this year.
1: Oh, is it this year?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I think they revealed the
0: um, logo
2: for
1: it last year. Oh, okay. Um, or they, they pushed it because of COVID. Or they're not. Cause like, didn't we? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of like issue 800 or something. Never the mind. The issue 700, 700, yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Because like every character is getting like a big anniversary, something, and I
3: just like they're all so close to their big, also issue 100th issue, something, yeah, And yeah. so it's like it's all just anything a for lot.
1: anything for a ten dollar comic, yeah.
0: Um, for example, the uh, Wonder Woman Day will release a Wonder Woman 80th anniversary 100 page special spectacular, sorry, um, on that day, and that's going to be their big Wonder Woman head of Batman and Superman. So Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Um, We don't know who the creative teams there are uh, yet, so we'll
1: wait and see there. I'm going to assume it's everyone who's working at DC right now, just like every single other one of these things. (laughs) Probably. Um, The original Wonder Woman comics
0: are currently available for free on DC Universe Infinite, so you don't need a subscription there. Nice. Um and every month different Wonder Woman stories will be available for free. So they'll cycle through free Wonder Woman comics until
1: okay. Wonder Woman Day. There is that is something that all of the um the comic services do. They have they have a small set of free comics you can read um just to try to entice you to use their service a little bit more. Um mm-hmm. it's not a lot, but like hey, like every month you get like a dozen free comics or something.
0: Yeah. Um and then this one's cool or weird. Wonder Woman digital stories were, are also going to be available on Google Assistant. So you can ask Google, hey, tell me a Wonder Woman story, and it will tell you a Wonder Woman story. That's... I'm not against it. You can see for myself. Hey, Siri! <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Um, they also announced this week Wonder Woman Black and Gold. So we've seen this with Superman Red and Blue and Batman Black and White. This is now Wonder Woman Black Didn't and Gold. Didn't Harley have one too? Oh yeah, Red, White, and black white and red yeah yeah and wolverine wolverine had that same one yeah <laughs> um so Wolverine's a little bit more violent if you ask me so as i said it's gonna be in the end of that um and it's gonna, so it's gonna be black and white with splashes of gold to illustrate the lasso and her cha- uh, this symbol in there so makes sense um the first issue Will have the first, its first story will be written by John Arcudi, who, who wrote BPRD or is currently writing BPRD. I actually don't know if that book is still going. I don't know if it is, but that dude, yeah, he's he's been writing
1: that book for a long time.
0: Yeah. And Ryan Sook will will draw it. Ooh, Ryan Sook's real good. Um, they're going to write a story uh, that will explore one woman's immortality. The first issue will also include stories from Becky Cloonan, who will write and illustrate a tale, uh, Amy Reader, uh, who writes who wrote Amethyst is providing a World War II era tale that co-stars Dan longtime companion at a candy. Cool. AJ Mendez Brooks, Crazy as My Superpower in Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World. He's the writer for those. Uh, and Ming Doyle, who is the artist on Constantine the Hellblazer. Oh, it's good. Um, is writing a tale set on Themyscira and the Swamp Thing Twin Branches creative team of Nadia Shamas and Morgan Beam. Our exploring Diana's failure.
1: Cool. A lot of Wonder Woman. One year of the Wonder Woman. First issue um, drops June twenty second. Anytime mm-hmm. Becky Cloonan gets to draw, because uh, she's just as t- a talented artist as she is a writer. Uh, I'm all about. So that's what I wanted that Wonder Woman book to be—just her doing it herself. So I'm glad she's going to get to do that in some other venture. That's cool. Like
0: like Joel like, Jones on. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, Joel Jones gets to do all her all her own stuff. Though.
0: Maybe she could just reach the deadline quicker.
1: <laughs> that that could be what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, okay. Did we? None of us read Batman: The Adventures Continues, correct?
2: I got the first issue. I asked for the second one. They, I
0: either missed it or I, no. out.
2: I couldn't find it. So no.
0: So the answer is no. Um, I read some. Yeah. Um, I'm. i have trade rating trades coming out next month, I believe. Not for lack um, of trying, though. Batman: The Adventures continues. Will continue with a season two. Cool. Um, it will go digital on May 6th with its print issue going on June 1st. Of course, written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini with art by Ty Templeton and Monica Cubino. Cubina. It's going to introduce the DCAU version of The Court of Owls when they kill Mayor Hamilton Hill. Batman is drawn into a decades-old mystery surrounding Gotham and enlists the help of Boston-brand Man. Ooh. I'm into it. Sounds cool.
1: Uh, I'm not going to... I'll be honest, I probably won't read the comic. But if they ever wanted to make a movie, I'll watch the animated movie. You'll read it because I'll make it a book club, probably. Do it. I haven't too many comics,
0: man. Yeah, man, I get you. That's why I always like to say, like, if you have the space, maybe add this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Speaking of more 80th anniversaries, it's also Green Arrows. Oh, oh yeah. Green, Green Arrow, 80th Anniversary, 100-page, super spectacular will be coming, we'll feature stories from Mike Grell, Jeff Lemire, Phil Hester, Otto Schmidt, Ben Percy, Tom Taylor, David, Devin Grayson, Stephanie Phillips, Marika Tamaki, Ramby, Vita Ayala, Nicola Scott, Chris Mitten, Laura Braga, Max, Fiumara, Brandon Thomas, and more.
1: Cool. I like The Green Arrow a whole lot. Uh, I picked up his Rebirth book. Uh, that book was great. Uh, Jeff Lemire had a great New 52 run. He took that book over and made a good. Um, I Green Arrow doesn't have a book, so I'm gonna pick this book up because I want to support him. I Think he's great. Yeah. This everybody who's movie. everybody who's written either an ongoing or mini that he's done. It was listed in like the first half of the names you listed, like yeah. Tom Taylor, Jeff Lemire, like all these guys. I'm like cool. They're bringing everyone back. Like I'm gonna read this book for sure.
0: Uh, Jeff Lemire is doing one with Andrea Soratina who did his uh, run on New 52 Longbow Hunters. That's the good shit. Um, so they're going to do one last story there. Uh, but yeah, as you said, Green Arrow doesn't have an ongoing coming out of Infinite Frontier, so this is his only book. I'll buy it. Which is a common theme with Infinite Frontier. Yeah. Batman, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I got something. I do, okay, cool. Batman Reptilian from Garth Ennis and Liam Sharp is coming for, to DC's Black Label. Going to be a six-issue limited series coming out June 22nd. Um it's basically there's someone hunting bad guys and something hunting bad guys in Gotham City and Batman and Killer Croc are gonna team up and get them.
1: I saw some preview pages. It didn't look good. <laughs> maybe that was just a page because uh obviously Liam Sharp's real good. Um yeah, maybe it was just a preview page that was bad, but like it didn't look good. So maybe it's maybe, maybe it's something's different. Who knows? Like I said, with
0: uh, he's using the same colors he used for Green Lantern. Um, yeah. So I can't see a lot of it, which is a bummer. Yeah. Batman definitely blends into the background for me. Definitely
1: the page I saw, lots of dark colors. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but cool. <clears throat> Garth Ennis, Batman, Black <laughs> Label. James Titty and the Fourth and Olvera Marchinas Bueno are doing a second creator-owned... Well, not second for them. It's going to be the second Black Label creator-owned series after um that one the last god mm-hmm. um they're going to write the nice house on the lake for the black label it's a murder mystery set in the horror mansion
3: all right
0: okay
1: uh yeah it sounds like like the last house on the left like yeah horror stuff yeah
0: yeah was that the movie with jennifer lawrence
1: no no
0: it's the last house on the left
1: that's a, a horror movie that was remade into another horror movie.
0: Yeah, I think I saw the remake. Oh, I didn't like it. Very bad. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna read the description. It's long, but basically, it's it's they go to this house of their friend
1: and and they start dying. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 cool that um, DC like I, like the Last God. It's like a fantastical like D and D like hardcore thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, but this seems like completely just like an image book. It just seems like it's it's cool that DC's just putting out like it's just it's Tinian's comic, like whatever. Um, yeah, it's cool that they they probably like him a lot and they want him to stick around. So they're like, you can just release it here, my guy. We'll help. Yeah,
0: uh, I think Bendis really turned them around on creator-owned series because he has his creator-owned imprint, Jinx World, under yeah, DC, yeah. and Black Label is a good place to do it, much like Vertigo was. True, you're right. Um. Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Malieve are returning to their story started an event, hurri- event Leviathan with Checkmate, which was the new book because the, they had one on hold prior to the uh, COVID outbreak. And then I think they retooled it for this. Um, the super spies of the DC Universe have a new leader in the form of the mysterious Mr. King. Their mission take down Leviathan. Guest-starring Superman, Talia, Robin, and a cast of thousands, introducing a brand-new underworld assassin. That's what Benda said about the book. So,
1: None of y'all read Leviathan, right?
0: I I read the first three issues, and then I dropped it because I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. um, I didn't read it. That book, that book, people really like that book, or people really don't like that book. Um, there's a character named Mr. Bones in that book, and he's just a dude with a skeleton head, and people seem to really like that guy, and he's in this book. So I might check out issue one just for Mr. Bones.
0: Mr. Bones is the leader of the DEO. I'm into it. He's Did you a- ever read Frankenstein? The Frankenstein
1: monster in the 52 Frankenstein, agent whatever. Agent, like a uh, agent of Sword? no agent. In the Shade, agents of shade. Agent yeah, of shade. Yeah, yeah. I that was a Jeff Lemire, love Jeff Lemire book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bones is in that book. Oh my god, I don't remember this.
0: Yeah, he runs. He runs the. He runs shade. He runs shade in that book. That was like ten years ago. Oh my god. Yeah that was ten- oh god the new
2: 52 was 10 years ago holy think shit.
0: about like all the books that we look back to the new 52 and like you know what that actually was really cool mm. yeah time time heals wounds like demon knights that book ruled oh etrigan. etrigan that's the yeah. medieval one with metrigan metrigan, yeah, yeah. metrigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah anyway
2: sorry i just got a flashback that was like 10 years ago i was starting to buy comics in earnest for the first okay, time ben,
0: you're old yeah i know i know hey buddy <laughs> I want to stop. It's been oh, 30 well. <laughs> years since we started this podcast. Oh, shut up. I'm not that dumb. Episode 10,000! <laughs> uh, no, it's... It, wait, what Episode 1 million in the 853rd century. DC oh, 1 million. Happened. It's a reference oh. for Great Grant Morrison peoples.
1: There you go.
0: DC Pride. Pride month is coming. Pride week? Do we, is it a week or is it a month? I think it's a month. Oh, I thought it was a week. Might be it's a week. Be a I don't know. Okay. It's not enough. Good, good, good. That's good, Brandon. Hella. Thank you. Um, DC Pride is going to be a new anthology comic that will put its LGBTQIA characters in the spotlight. Um, I'm going to read to you the creative teams and what characters are going to be doing because I think it's really cool that they're doing this. Looks to be month. Uh, okay, month. Um, not enough. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing is they're putting their 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 LGBTQIA plus writers onto uh, the, those characters. So Batwoman, Kate Kane, will be written by James the IV and with art by Trung Lee Win or Nguyen. Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn will be written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Amy Reader. That's cool. I really like them. Midnighter. <clears throat> By Steve Orlando and Stephen Byrne.
1: So Steve Orlando was writing the Midnighter book that DC canceled. Yeah. So yeah. like, and Steve Orlando left DC kind of on not great terms. This is awesome that he's that he in the EM and they're able to work things out, and he's coming back to write this character. It's fantastic.
0: And Stephen Byrne's great. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, um, he just he did a Black Widow comic recently. Woof, woof. Yeah.
0: Uh The new Flash, the Earth Eleven Jess Chambers Flash, uh, the the they them uh, non-binary Flash. That's the word. Gotcha. Um huge fan favorite coming off of the Justice League uh, Future State. I really liked them. Um, will be written by Danny Lohr with art by Lisa Stirrell. Alan Scott and Obsidian, so Green Lantern and Obsidian will be written by J- by Sam jo- Sam Johns, art by Klaus Jansen. Jackson Hyde Aqualad by Andrew Wheeler with art by Luciano. Luciano, yeah. Vecchio. Renee Montoya, my favorite, the question. Mm-hmm. will be written by Vita Ayala, with art <laughs> by Skylar Partridge. The Pied Piper, the Flash villain Pied Piper, will be written by Cena Grace, with, and, R- and Ro Stein, with art by Ted Bennett, or Brandt, <clears throat> not bad. But the big news is that the actress who plays Dreamer on Supergirl, Nicole Maines, will be bringing that character to DC Comics continuity herself, uh, with art by Rachel Stott. That's that, wild. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was really into, I thought that was really cool that they, they that that character is well, is, is well established enough to come to comics and that they are allowing her, who plays the character, to do it.
1: Is that, is that a, is that a, a brand new character? For Supergirl, the yes. The Supergirl? That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She's been around for
3: about two seasons.
0: Cool. Yeah, she's it. never been in the comics before. So this is like Harley Quinn. You know, Harley Quinn started in the animated universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that was really cool. It is cool. Marvel voices.
1: One, one thing, real quick. The one thing that's funny about this is that the main cover is by Jim Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all the variant covers are, are done by people in the LGBT community. And I just thought, little interesting that Jim Lee's your main cover. It's not like a big deal. It's obviously the, everyone in, in the team, in the creative team, is is doing it. But I'm just like, it's. All of it except for the Jim Lee cover found that just a little funny. It's not even his colorist either, so it's like you didn't need Jim Lee yeah I just it, it doesn't take away from the book at all. I just thought I was like you you did, you did the ninety nine percent of the full 100. I thought it was weird uh,
0: but this is definitely one of those cases where I'm like I'm really happy that this is happening because this is this is really good representation yeah. um but also, I really hope some of these characters get some ongoings yeah
3: I mean it's it's a similar situation to what we discussed with the Asian issue that they're doing,
0: which is this is uh, this is cool.
3: Uh, These characters get full stories when, yeah, yeah.
0: Why it is eight pages? Right. So Marvel voices
1: better than nothing, right? It is better. They're they're trying, yeah.
0: So Marvel voices Pride was announced the same day, or but the day after. This is Marvel's thing that they're doing. Um, Will feature. Various creators tackling the stories, among them are artist Luciano Vecchio. Wait, he was on the same, on the DC one. Yeah, he, that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna happen more than once, my man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who provides the cover for the one shot and writer Anthony Oliveira? Varia uh, wrote Lords of Empire, Hul- Empire, Emperor Hulkling.
1: That book rolls. He's good.
0: And the issue will also feature a tale from Young Avengers creators Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung, which Ooh. will focus on Wiccan and Hulkling.
1: Ooh, Jim Chung's coming back. He's a DC boy right now. I love it.
0: Uh, so it's, it's the same thing. It's their their LGBTQIA plus. Is that all of them? Um, those characters, but in this case, they're not all written by people uh, who identify as that.
1: Uh, Alan Heinberg is straight. I haven't seen. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the full list for every for everybody on this one. Mm-hmm. I saw the DC one. I don't know everyone who's on this one
0: yeah i mean there's definitely like people working on it but it's but like dc everyone and here yeah, yeah. not everyone yeah, yeah. Um, i guess
1: yeah that sucks i guess like alan heiberg is the guy who created the young avengers so like you bring him back uh but yeah you can still you, like, they can get more people yeah it's cool that both of them are doing it it's it's fantastic i mean I'm- i think the other part of it is that a lot
3: of them would be the same people it's true. it's true because you're to lgbtq
1: representation yeah. at both companies is the diversity that gets intermixed between the companies alike. half half the people that were on that dc list used to work at marvel
3: or still do I'm or still Vidal. do
1: uh, uh cina grace and steve orlando I'm, I'm pretty confident Vidal is on this marvel voices yeah.
3: one because she's been on the marvel voices issues that aren't the prime yeah. ones so yeah i read that last
1: one yeah. um it's fantastic yeah. i love it um Again, Marvel is a little bit better about giving these characters actual books and stuff, but um I love that it's happening regardless, you know. Yeah. It's great. And finally mean, all of X-Men. All of X-Men <laughs> yeah. like,
3: is going on right look, now. That's an opportunity to constantly look upon me works LGBTQ plus. So yeah.
0: yeah. Uh yeah. The, the, the issue of X Factor this week was also really good. All you know right.
3: what? You know what it is. You know what it is. I wish that there was a title. I'm thinking about this in both terms of the Asian series, like the Asian special, and this one. Um, they could—is it Asian or is it Chinese focus? It's Chinese focus. This it's one. Asian.
0: It's. I think it's just Asian. Oh Jesus.
3: Um, anyway, it, you could have a title like Marvel Voices, which is just about these characters, and each issue is a full issue. Like think future state style where yeah. like you know each issue is like and maybe the next issue is about someone else, but you come it's back an to an that other character. And it's an anthology thing, yeah. but at least these characters are constantly getting consistent representation rather than yeah, once a year we think about them. Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, um, it's that oh, it's like it's to me, it's kinda like, oh, it's black like, history, let's like focus on all the African American characters, oh it's what? it's uh it's Asian Israel, let's focus on all the Asian characters. Okay, we're done with the rest of the year. No well, more honestly,
3: audio. honestly, that's what Marvel Voices is trying to do. And I just wish that they were doing both companies were doing more things like that. Yeah, Um, because that's really what Marvel Voices is for. As Marvel Voices is an anthology series spotlighting diverse characters who don't get the limelight enough.
0: In the new Fifty Two, DC had attempted a couple anthologies. One National Mm -hmm. Comics, named after their original namesake, uh, which had a really cool Kid Eternity issue for the first issue, and then um, uh, DC Universe Presents.
1: Mm. Uh, That's right.
0: They, so, like, they used they used to kind of play around with that, but now not so much. It's something
3: that they should embrace more now because that was a decade ago, and now is more currently the moment when not only are is the audience there for that material because they want to be represented, the representation is starting to happen in
1: the companies, so it means more now. The problem is you have seven Batman <clears throat> anthologies and three Wonder Woman anthologies, so like, you gotta cut you gotta cut that stuff somewhere if you want this stuff to come out.
0: Well, you know, they and they gotta to commit to, to Wonder Woman being bi.
1: Yeah. That'll
0: never happen. <sighs> I know. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It will but be, I... be dead.
0: <laughs> we'll be yes, dead. It.
1: Hey, the, the future is still a dream. It's nice. Who did who did I
0: Oh Raya. There's a there's an article in Geek Feed it was like it's, they they should they <laughs> should make uh they should make the next Disney princess gay. And I was like, uh Raya's pretty gay. I don't know, I thought, yeah,
3: but they're talking about that. I, it's I know, and yeah. fully stated, not subtextual. That's Disney
0: for you. But we all saw it.
1: Oh yeah. Um, all right,
0: heard. we saw
1: the hair.
3: I, <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran has already said. As far as I'm concerned, she's yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I,
0: <laughs> when the movie started, when the movie started, and like the thing happens, I, I turned to Zara and I go, "Oh no, her girlfriend betrayed her." And <laughs> so I was like, "That's not what's happening." Like, Excuse me. Read the room. Um, anyway, speaking of gay, Planet-Sized X-Men number one is coming.
1: Oh, my God. I was wondering where that transition was going, but it worked out okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it worked out okay. Um, Planet-Sized X-Men, a new one-shot coming from Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz, um, who, for my money, is the only person that can make that original Jean Grey suit look good.
1: Oh, man. Dude, Pepe Larraz, not, again, not just because he's working X-Men. He might be the best working artist right now in comic books. That dude does such sensational things. I cannot believe it. He makes the best looking people, the craziest set pieces, the best fashion, which is what this whole thing's about, baby. So, guys, the Hellfire
0: Gala begins. The Met Gala, but for mutants. So, the the Hellfire. We are all cordially invited to the Hellfire Gala. It's going to be, sorry, Ben, an event. Um, it'll start with with uh, Planet Size X Men number one. And through 12 titles, there's the quote, 12 titles, 12 stories, all focused on a single night that will go down in Marvel Comics history.
1: So luckily, there's probably going to be 12 titles. So there's only going to be one issue for each of the books. Yeah. But this, this is a big thing where like, so the cover of this book, it has, it has the X-Men. It looks like they're on Mars. So people are speculating this is their big move where they're like, we're going to move to Mars because we're tired of the human beings messing with us. So that's the big move of what this big event's gonna be. It's like them doing all this stuff. Also a big cool fashion event, which I'm all about. Emma Frost is the dopest. You know how much I love Emma Frost. Um I'm,
3: I'm never mad when I hear an X-Men event is coming because I'm like, I buy all those I books get them all.
1: <laughs> you're not hurting me. Exactly.
0: I'm already saving the money for this.
1: Um, I think the name also is really cool, Planet Size X-Men, because, you know, giant size has always been the thing. But, like, yeah, yeah. they're trying to show you how big in scope this is going to be yeah. or how it's going to affect the world. And I'm like, that's so dope, Planet Size. And, again, all the people on the covers are all the people who, if you combine their powers, Terraform. It's all the Omega-level mutants. Like, that's that they don't do that on, on accident.
0: They don't. And Krakoa has a, uh, if we remember, hawkspox. Krakoa has a gate planted on Mars. It Sure does. Um, so, really excited. Like, like
1: at twelve, there are thirteen titles going to be out at this point. I think X Core is not part of this event. Yeah. So it will be this, but but we'll have um, Children of the Atom is out. Um, Way Way of X will probably be out. Yeah, Way of X will be out at this point. And then and then we got all the books. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Trailers. Dog. Good, we're doing all right. Now we're thirty-seven. Hot dog! Get through like, right. the news
2: in less than less than forty minutes.
1: <laughs> spicy. Damn. Well, we're not
2: done with the news yet. We're
0: at trailers. Well, you know what I mean. Do you want this to go longer, Ben? No, we can do that for you if you want. No, okay. Doing it right now. Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. You didn't need to. Re- you didn't need to watch this. The season three trailer. Even if I did, still didn't show
1: me anything. It was a teaser. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. The big thing was that it really it the, it it was just announced the May twenty first date for season three. That's the 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 important part. I'm excited. I really like that. I really like that show.
1: I cool. feel like there's been like three seasons in a year.
0: This will be the third one in a year and a half. Yeah.
1: That's man. I, I guess that's, how, that's yeah. how Netflix tends to do it. Again, just like also the pandemic, like this, like I'm I pretty, feel like the show started
3: in the pandemic. I'm pretty confident Netflix with their animated shows has two in the can before they released the first season um, um yeah fine. so
0: when so when they did voltron um they had re- they had said we're going to do three 23 episode seasons for voltron and, and they were halfway through the third season animating it by the time the show was released its first its first season but they split the first season into two 13 episode chunks mm. and then the next and then there ended up being seven <laughs> seasons because they were all just released as chunks like seven episodes, six episodes, and then 13 and 13. Um, so that ended up being seven seasons instead of threes. So I think Netflix does the same thing for all their shows. Whatever you got to do. Um, cool. TMNT, Shredder's Revenge.
2: I am so freaking excited for this. Holy shit, guys. We're, we're getting right to school on TMNT again.
1: Uh, so... This the, this isn't just cool because it looks like a cool old school game. Like the, the pedigree of developers, like these are people who've made like the most recent like Streets of Rage games. Like the game Justin plays all the time, like like the cool beat em ups, like this is like this game looks rad. Um they got like the full mm-hmm. license. The theme song is by Mike Patton from um uh, Mr. Bungles and uh, uh Faith No More. Like he's like an actual like big metal guy. Uh it looks sick. Like it you does. can try Pilgrim, like it is it looks like classic retro fun. Yeah,
4: it's, I like it, playing that game, no-
0: so
2: it's developed by Tribute Games, which is the same guys that made uh, Streets of Rage four and most and one of my personal favorite games of last year, Panzer Paladin. that's right. I told you about that game. Hell yeah! Pa- oh, I'm gonna go back to Panzer Paladin. You right. Ride. I gotta go back to Panzer Paladin too. I'm on the last level, and that level keeps kicking my ass. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Team's Being the Turtles because this game looks effing
1: rad. Even it's
2: okay. So I grew up playing the arcade cabinet at Chuck E. Cheese. I freaking loved that classic arcade cabinet. Not Turtles in Time, the original one. Yeah. So just seeing the pseudo sixteen bit art style, because it's not it's not fully three D, it's not fully sixteen bit. It's like a, that's nice little spot in the middle that's it's still pretty to look at, but it's like ah, uh, remember back in the good old days and the before times. Yeah. God, it just looks so good, and it's just like I can't wait this game to come out. I can't yeah. wait. It, it's gonna have like it's probably gonna have like four. Uh, multiplayer, four-player co-op, boys. We playing Teenage Ninja Turtles. I call Dibs on Leonardo.
1: You can be whoever you want. Um, I I call Dibs on one of them because I don't know any of their names. You can have one of them. There are four of them, so you're lucky. Um, Mm -hmm. something about this trailer unlocked something in me because, like, of all the franchises, like, you know, I like a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I like TMNT, but it's not one of those franchises that like I love. But like, there's something about this trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, the mutant turtles. They they rule. They're awesome. And it's I think real. I'm gonna start reading the comics because of this 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 game because just something was like well, right they're Ninja Turtles and they fight Shredder. A rat. If
0: you can figure out where to start, please tell me. I've wanted to read these comics for years. I
1: honestly think I'm just gonna start when they did like the relaunch with like number one like a decade. The ago. The IDW, the IDW, yeah, because that's been going for I've, like a decade. I've
3: heard that the IDW series is where to go, so you probably just want to jump in on the IDW yeah, yeah. series. Cool. And they I have, also like, really okay. want
1: to read
0: Yosagi Yojimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Make a game no. out of that next. No, funny
2: enough, Ryan. I actually kind of wanted to go back to Ninja Turtles because of this trailer as well. Because mm-hmm. growing up, I knew of the cartoon. I liked the cartoon. I liked the cartoon a lot. But Ninja Turtles wasn't always that thing. Like even as I got older, I was like, oh, hey, cool, another Ninja Turtles. I wasn't like, oh, how dare he's like, no, sweet, more Ninja Turtles. That's, yeah. that's the new the new generation of fans can enjoy Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, like I've I've always like I have watched the movies and I and I watched the shows, but like it wasn't like I didn't love it. But like this, yeah. something about this was, like right. This is pretty cool. Like, I'm into it. A, Baxter thought.
2: Like The one Ninja Turtles thing I will gravitate towards because Arcade 1-Up, they made a recreation of the original uh, cabinet with the original game, the original beat em up and Turtles in Time. Four players. Mm-hmm. So that's the one... Besides that one and the Galaga cabinet, are the two ones I will drop money on if I find room in my house for it. Even though I'm not a huge TMNT guy, it's like, I want that
0: game because that game is so damn good. I'm ready for it. Uh, Mag says IDW is a great start.
1: Okay. Yeah, and like there's like they got like a new miniseries, like the Last Ronin, which is like a post-apocalyptic story that's like a sequel, like far in the future, like Old Man Logan. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna get into the, the teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Yeah, we'll see. All right, century
0: future episode Ninja Turtles, century age of
1: ashes. Hey guys, this I was feature. excited for this. I was excited for this. The first trailer I watched. And this one. Not this one. This one <laughs> makes it look like kind of like a lame multiplayer game I don't want to play. But
0: they said in the trailer more is coming.
1: Yeah, but if this is what the main game is, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. Sure. To be honest. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer before, but like it looks like um like like dog fighting both dragons. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't want to play I don't want to play rogue squadrons with dragons. That seems cool, but I don't think I actually want to do that. I think I do. Yeah. That
0: if it's cool. multiplayer
1: only. Gameplay's
0: well,
3: gotta be, the gameplay's got to be good because it doesn't look like there's much to this game. That's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah,
0: I'm just saying, like if it's one of the games we all want to play together, I'm okay. in that.
3: Uh, I'll need to I'll need to see. It's got to play good. Otherwise, I at this moment I'd rather just put that same kind of time into Squadrons, which some of us already have.
1: True. Hmm.
3: Oh yeah, that's I got other dogfighting
1: games I got to play first. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, we all got to play Squadrons together. Got yeah. So many things we got to do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well.
1: all right them Ooh, man that looks so good spooky clown at the end oh my god no
3: it's a dude in blackface yeah yeah i want to get the crap out of me I yeah like
1: that. I, I i knew ben, like ben wouldn't like it and i love it definitely <laughs> definitely got some like us vibes like mm-hmm. like no, yeah. like like science fiction racism going on like jordan modern, peele vibes in jordan general. peele yeah. vibes yeah yeah um I'm glad they didn't really tell us what was going on, but, like, the atmosphere is super spooky.
2: Yeah, yeah. so that that creepy dude at the end... So you guys see... Uh, Ryan, I know, has been seeing it, but you know those videos of that really... guy, of That dude on stilts with a creepy mask who's, like, cooking shit?
1: Yeah! Yeah, the, the best cooking guy in the world!
2: Yeah, uh, it reminded me... I thought that... The, the Them is where that guy came from.
1: <laughs> I would have started it laughing.
2: It reminded me of that, and I was like... I
1: actually... I almost looked at that and I was like, honey, where's the shotgun? Yeah, that was definitely... <laughs> Uh, really alarming. I like that, that final shot in the trailer. Uh, good, scary trailer.
2: Yeah. Also, I like that it's a period piece, too. I know that's Brandon's shtick, but I really enjoy that. I was like, oh, 1950s. That's How good. dare you
0: take my shtick? You can Two. like one stick only. The only Two. thing that defines me is my enjoyment of the period piece genre. I mean, Ryan's defined by same content, but older. Exactly. <laughs> Give me the thing, but different. Um, okay. I thought this was charming, so I put it on here. Expedition back to the future. It definitely has charm. It looks like a fun little mm-hmm. let's let's try and find all six Back to the, uh DeLoreans with uh, Lloyd. Having yes.
3: having watched Gates host two Shark Weeks. Who's um that? the host of the show. The the host for Expedition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's hosted two Shark Weeks. Um his comedy that he tries to run through it. Is usually seventy percent fall flat.
4: I'll um, tell you,
3: and that and like that's like, all right, fine. You know, you gotta want to watch that thing to really to to get to to get the enjoyment out of it. It's cool that Chris Lloyd's
1: in it. Yeah, um, I'm sure it'd be fun to watch on like a Sunday afternoon. It does absolutely feel like something I'd watch with my grandfather on a Sunday. Uh. It definitely seems like just very calm, low energy. We're just going to find some DeLoreans, talk to Back to the Future guys. Uh, a
3: discovery special.
1: It yeah, feels like a discovery yeah, special. Yeah, uh, not for me. It looks really charming. Again, like it's cool seeing Chris Lloyd. Uh,
2: um, I got, uh, while I was watching this trailer, I got uh, vibes from uh, the Disney Plus show Prop Culture. A little bit. Yeah, because they're looking for they're trying to find it all the props and then uh, when i think is it was, is it was really pro- prevalent when this when uh, the host was like this is the marty this is the note that marty wrote to doc before he went back in time it's like yeah but you're looking for the deloreans though
3: uh i having watched prop culture i agree with you uh my thing is that i know how josh gates does the specials which means about 25 percent of this is going to be him doing weird bits that don't usually land <laughs> And that's the part where I am like a lot of time for that kind of stuff. If this was just like a prop culture on Back to the Future, essentially, I'd be like, "Cool, great, yeah, super simple, concise, boom." But there, there's going to be lots of bits.
2: Well, the one, especially the the one that really turned me off to this show was the bit at the end where he's like, "Hey, you want to see my uh, Doc Brown impression?" I'm like, "Oh, I know it was he was trying to be funny, but I was like
3: yeah dude, that's that's what I'm telling you.'"
0: Chris or Lloyd even has a. Go ahead. I was gonna say Christopher Lloyd has a moment where he's just like, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah. I
3: have I have nothing against him personally. I think that he's he's hosted a lot of good Discovery specials. It's just that they start to use him for so much stuff now that he just has to draw out these long dumb things to make to to make the hosting gig work, uh, and they've
0: gotten bad. Christopher Lloyd's in a new movie with William Shatner called Senior Citizens.
1: That sounds about right.
0: That was cute, actually. That like like where we're at. All right, anyway, as charming as this thing, more charming. Okay, charming is my buzzword. Kung Fu. The new CW show, Kung Fu.
1: I mean, I mean, I'd watch this over other CW shows. It's a like, remake
0: of a '70s show that none of us watched.
1: Uh, yeah. uh, I like fighting. I like I like kung fu shows. Like we don't have a lot of them. I like. It looks I like, like, like... Good choreography. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it, but like. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think
3: for me, like the prominent standout is because I wanted to look into it. Uh, like I like Black Lightning and a big reason I like Black Lightning is because most of the staff creating Black Lightning is black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just checked and most of the staff creating the show is white. Oh, hell yeah. uh, and like the lead creator is Chinese American, um, but she has very little ties to her Chinese heritage. Uh, Her name's Christina M. Kim. She's she's been an executive producer on Lost and then a bunch of TV projects after. Um, And she's the only Asian voice in the creative room on that. And I'm like, "Uh, I feel like at this point, if we're doing this, we should be doing it with people who can actually bring stuff from the culture to the table. Yeah, but it's a CW. And that's not where we're... But Black Lightning, and that's <laughs> yeah. my point. But that's, that's why it's cancelled. That's, that's good. But that's my point, is like, if we're doing this, then I feel like we should be doing it that way, yeah. and that's not what's happening here. Maybe um, they can't do it that way because
1: that's how your shows would cancel. Because you can't have good shows on the CW. They have a, they have a
0: thing on the board. Remember, no good shows. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sam Raimi's new produced movie, The Unholy.
1: I think, I can already tell you that uh, the, the the actual monster itself will probably be like lame and generic. I think this trailer is awesome. I am 100% in for the vibes. The religion vibes are my favorite type of horror vibes. Uh, but I can tell you it's going to turn into like every, a bad... Every time she's on screen, I have
3: a Darkness Falls
1: vibe. 100%. Tooth Fairy vibes, 100%. Yeah. Looks like a really shitty, bad CGI monster. Oh. Everything else, Everything else I love
0: with that movie with the Tooth Fairy. Yeah.
1: Well, Darkness Falls, yeah. Wow, I haven't heard about... Wow, I haven't thought I about thought that, that in a while. Was very scary when I was uh, 14.
0: I think when I saw it, I thought it was also really scary. I think the
3: opening of that movie is still great, Yeah, and then everything else doesn't live yeah. up to that setup.
1: Uh Real quickly,
0: Informational Reality is here okay. saying, Black Lightning was a good show. Black
3: Lightning, yeah, solid. Uh Truly. Yep. Yeah. I got okay. Conjuring vibes from Unholy. Makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, I think that there's there's cool ideas here. I I feel like odds are the execution won't won't land.
1: I feel like the fact that it's going like it. I don't think I see the Conjuring vibes, but I feel like like it is going for like oh, there's a demonic presence here, like like a lot of these movies we've seen recently. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish we didn't see that in the trailer because I really really like I like the disturbing stuff of like millions of people like loving this girl because she might be like have like god with her like Mm -hmm. that is so spooky i
3: I like that and i like the implication of like them praying to mary Mm -hmm. and it's like mary's been a lie yeah if mary has been a lie the whole time i'm i'm
0: immediately Uh, more interested i just don't think they'll fall
1: like half the trailer rules and then the other half it's like really bad cgi ghost lady and i'm like ah Mm -hmm.
0: I'm Surprised it, at how it, much they showed us the lady, the ghost
1: lady. Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, uh, it she kind of looks like Condor. Um, D- you're right. right. <laughs> uh, Man. I I, uh, I got these vibes from when, like, in the early like in the mid 2000s, uh, we were getting like god related evil movies every year. Mm-hmm. This is when they did the Omen remake. This is when me we did a lot of the possession movies. Uh, and, and, uh, this just feels like it has the vibe of just kind of sitting in that same realm where like none of them really rise above the realm of the others. They're all just kind of
1: there. Yeah. The one scene that this really gets me is, is. When, when you're asking like how do you like a lot of people don't believe in miracles and then there's this kid in this wheelchair and he starts standing and his leg his broken legs start healing and then the priest is like literally like like sobbing and like people around are sobbing and, like the power of religion is so strong like I'm not religious but like this is the type of horror that really works for me and it sucks because I know this movie's probably not gonna be good
0: <laughs> Spock, you didn't mean legion did you
3: I uh, legion is definitely in that in that list but I mean I I'm there's I can't even name them all, but it was. It felt like every year you were seeing another one that's like a lot of, you know, going to a priest, uh, a lot of religious imagery, a lot of possession, usually girls that get being possessed. Godsand. Happening over, and, God over sent, and over starring
1: Robert De Niro
3: or his child. Usually using, using just a lot of the same vibe
1: going to that well. Yeah.
0: Did anybody see okay. the TV show that was, that's, that Legion the the sequel to the legion tv
1: series they did make oh, a, yeah. they did make a sci-fi version of which is based off a comic 100%, 100% i never saw that movie it's fine no. it's 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 not well the movie i saw the movie okay yeah the movie I see any movie's fine paul Bettany's in it right yeah he's yep. the, he's the angel he's also in priest which is another sci-fi religion movie that they I worse. get them confused all the time
3: i know i know the other guy we really like forget his name right now, but the the bad bad man from Swamp Thing. Not the bad bad man, but the other bad Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh,
1: Blob from Wolverine Swamp. Origins. Yeah. Blob. All it's right.
0: Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: Keep pumping out trailers. Their,
0: their final trailer.
1: I guess this movie's in four three. It is? Yeah. That is confirmed. And I'll be honest, like I'm not excited to watch it in 4.3. I'm excited to watch it, because the reviews are out, and the people that I trust seem to, it just, to like it. It just
3: feels like the same choice as the black and white thing, which is like, it's
1: art. Yeah, if I do it No, way. yeah, yeah, he's yeah, uh, he's artsy-fartsy. Whatever. I wonder if the
3: black and white is widescreen, but the regular color is 4.3, and he's like, you get a really
1: diverse... Just to make you to make you choose which <laughs> ch- shit I want to watch. Um, the way he described
0: the choice to do it in 4.3 is or the the rumor on the internet or the, he actually said this i don't know what where this came from um is that they wouldn't let him shoot in IMAX so he shot in 43 to then cut off the, the the trimmings to put it in a you know IMAX format
1: i mean this doesn't make sense i don't know he did, it's his movie, he does what he wants. Like, he got he got his thing, whatever. Oh, uh, hey, it, this feels like the last three trailers of this that I've seen. Looks like more of the stuff from a Zack Snyder movie.
2: Like, it looks like more of the stuff from the Zack Snyder movie. A lot of the scenes I saw in this trailer were like, hey, I watched that in an actual movie a few weeks ago. It's are you still different. mad about this, Ben? A little bit. Why? No. Nah.
1: I'm just saying, like, man, the years that we've spent on this movie, like, it's coming out yeah, soon. I like, I don't just, it's coming out.
2: It is. I, I'd be it mad it, about it anymore. It, it, it's hey, I'm not. I know it's coming out. There's nothing I can do about it. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, that's the thing that's gonna happen.
3: I I just I feel so disconnected from caring about anything in it that I I feel
1: no emotion. Yeah. For it, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> Well, Thursday. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Tunes, There might be a. There, we might be doing a live watch with the the boy, downright annoyed boys. We might be live streaming it. Oh, cool. Technology. I don't oh, know. My gosh. All four hours. I'm
0: definitely not touching. Guys, that it's not like we haven't while. watched the long movies before.
1: <laughs> a live
0: stream. We do this for four hours. Actually,
1: we literally do this for three and a half yeah. hours every week. What are you guys talking about? I don't Nobody. know if I can I, sit
0: through a four hour movie.
1: I like hanging out with my friends talking about a bad mm-hmm. movie.
0: Yeah, you have. Lord of the Rings Return of the King. That's four hours. Is Lord of the Rings Return of the Kings really four and a half? I heard that rumor, but I don't think it is. No,
1: it is four and a half, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The that ethical be- cut's
0: like three <laughs> extended- and
2: uh, 50-something.
1: Yeah, like the extended is like an additional movie.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. I haven't seen it in years. And also
2: Casablanca, that's four hours. No, Is it Casablanca or Gone with the, the Wind? Casablanca
0: is not four oh, hours, and I've oh, never oh. seen Gone with the Wind got oh, yeah.
3: with the Wind, my man and that movie has a built-in intermission cuz that's how they <laughs> did it back in the day
0: yeah um didn't he say that you can you can watch it in chapters cuz it's formatted for chapter watching yeah not yeah. only not there only that his, his
1: his wife recommended it yeah
0: hmm.
1: like after, like every like it times out like every 40 minutes is like a chapter uh for six chapters yeah or something cool cool all right
0: godzilla singular point had a japanese trailer not an american one so we didn't understand what was happening but we saw a bunch of things <laughs> There's
1: i had, I read it yeah there's subtitles. subtitles
0: oh i didn't have subtitles weird there's,
3: there's a trailer with subtitles out yep.
0: we saw it i watched it on the on the toho animation page maybe they maybe they didn't have it have the subtitled version
1: they're
3: just they're
0: they're pranking you you
3: can definitely go back and watch it with subtitles and you'll know what's up apparently Angurus can predict the
1: future yeah Ooh. uh Agurus is like yeah that was a line um i'm so into this you guys the more you- i I love stupid jet Jaguar being jet uh, being piloted by like this old man. I'm so into it. Uh, I love all the designs. I'm really it's glad that we unique.
3: have, I'm really glad they have the right balance of the 2d and the 3d. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I love the character designs for the, the, the human characters. Like it's, it's an anime. It's an actual anime with like mm-hmm. personality.
0: I really um, like how weird the Kaiju designs are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, lo- I um, love, um, I love Godzilla's design, his big old jaw that like curves upwards.
1: Yeah. I love it. It's got like, like the, like the old school, like dragon fangs or teeth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, is this Netflix? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so ready for this. Like, well, I, it's
3: it's it's not a Netflix's animation series, no, yeah, yeah. but it's going to
1: be on Netflix. That's what I mean. Yeah. We're to watch it. Yeah, um, I cannot wait to watch this.
0: Yeah, I like everything I'm seeing. It's like we saw. We well, talked about in the first trailer how it felt very Showa inspired. I like doubled down on that thought in this one. With every kaiju we see is from the Showa era. We see we see a bunch. We see Hedera in this. We see Kamacuras in this. We see. Um, oh yeah. Someone I can't quite—I think is Titanosaurus, but some—but some of the designs That's look so cool. different. I
3: good a good call. That might be. That's I, just like a I dinosaur think that there's thing, right? definitely no. He's got a point. It could be Titanosaurus. Mm. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but the tails kind of make me think maybe
1: they're also um, like radically redesigned. So it might be. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get a couple of originals too. Um. Yeah, possibly. Uh, gun to my head i'm confident baragon shows up in this hell yeah, me too. Uh, baragon's gonna get a redesign hell yeah um but yeah uh, it, it's i i i like the look of this i think it's gonna be good oh um, manda we i see manda I, i'm very curious i'm very curious what the history is gonna be i've been wondering that for a little while yeah. i wonder if we're living in a world where like not necessarily like one for one all the show of films happened but more or less the show of films happened
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like an anime, version and then, of that, and yeah. but,
3: but like they always looked like this, and you know, it's it's been that way. Yeah. Or if it's only only really Godzilla, the original is canon, and everything else is kind of forming in its own way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Or is not. Well, I take that back. I take that back game? because because Godzilla versus Megalon couldn't have happened because we're getting a very different origin for Jet Jaguar.
0: Jet yeah. Jaguar. Um, I'm really curious about this one, and I really like the look of it. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, in the Heights, just today, In the Heights released their trailer. Uh, I
3: want to watch this movie. This trailer was way worse than the tra- the trailer they released a year ago. Was,
1: I, I thought this trailer
3: was. I thought this trailer was cut really poorly. It was just
1: like very like just generically made. Like here's the plot. here's the It's not. It's here. not it's making like... the the musical it, moments it flashy the, and stand
3: yeah. out, and it's not making the characters stand out unless you know the show.
1: It does. It also doesn't. Which is one of the rare Broadway shows I've actually seen. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the trailer, like doesn't make any of the music pop or like, oh, that's the big hit of the of the song. Like, it's, it's a very generic, like, regular trailer. It doesn't even musical. feel like
3: something where it's like bringing you into the music to like hit with the rhythm of it with the cuts in the trailer or anything. It's just a poorly made trailer, in my opinion. That being
1: said, uh, in the Heights
3: rules, and I hope it's a good translation. Yeah, I have no doubt that this movie's gonna be. I thought that first trailer was great. Yeah. I, I this I understand that they had to make another trailer. Cause pandemic and it's everything. Been a year. Uh, I just thought this was a bad one. Um, they yeah. just didn't cut it well.
0: Uh, agreed. Did you guys see the new Cruella trailer? It's only a minute long.
3: Yes, we did. Um, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm pumped. Me too. I, was, I, I, I thought so
2: good. I thought couldn't be sold more on Cruella DeVille. Apparently I can be sold more.
1: Yeah. I, I really hope we talked about it briefly. Uh, uh, Megan Sparks and I, um, like, I personally, I would love if, like, they just go ahead, they went ahead and made, like, a 101 Dalmatians movie, and it's just, like, aged up Emma Stone and just redo that with this Corella. Cause, like, if they're gonna remake all of their big movies, just do that. And, like, cause they're not gonna do that with Maleficent and Snow White, right? They're not gonna remake Snow White. But I'm well, like, well,
3: technically, technically, Maleficent is a remake of Sleeping
1: Beauty. Oh, it sorry, just there you go. It. There you go. Okay. okay. You're right. Um, I haven't seen Maleficent, too. I don't know if that makes it any cooler or different. Um, I like Maleficent, too. Yeah. I do too. Um, it's weird in a good way told me i was like yes man no.
3: also you, you'd you want to watch it because michelle pfeiffer is the bad guy
1: mm, I do you like her um <laughs> yeah i do like michelle Pfeiffer.
0: i'm really excited for Corella. like i said the first trailer this looks like what i want the joker to be
1: 100 so.
3: i think even more so to me what what this was driving the point home about is that i really love it as her like her wanting to make a radical statement to be at the top of fashion and because we know the logic of like what would follow whatever version of 101 Dalmatians would follow is that she rose to the heights and then she fell. Yeah. Uh, and so I hope that that's what the, it's, it's the rise and the fall of her in the fashion world. And and I'm all about that. I'm all about that being as weird and crazy as she wants it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love her coming off the bike and it's saying the future mm-hmm. on it oh, she's yeah. with, with the thing. I'm like, this is this is devil's wear's There's Prada taken to the extreme and I'm into Yo. it
2: when yeah. she came out with the bike instead of future i'm like oh hell yes and then she like hit the button and her name in black and like black light ink was all over the building i was like oh damn that's Very a move right there
3: yeah. she's also got this one where she's like standing on top of a vehicle and she's got this beautiful red and black dress and mm-hmm. i'm like look it as long as this movie's stylish as hell and emma stone's rocking it Everything else can be bad, and I'm still mm-hmm. gonna say it's pretty all right. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, as long as she's killing it in the role, and it certainly has the flair. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Based on these two trailers, I'm I'm good, man.
0: Me too. I'm sad. All right, shall we get into our main topic? Oh, yeah. It's Alien: The Ridley Scott Years. We're going to be talking about Prometheus, Alien Covenant, and Alien. If you guys care, full spoilers, I guess. So Alien Retrospect. Te-
3: technically, the Ridley Scott trilogy, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, except he never made that third s- sequel to Prometheus.
3: Well, the, but the third one is Alien. That's the
0: trilogy. Mm, we'll talk about that. Right. This turned into. Shall we yeah. talk about? Should we talk about Alien first or Prometheus first? No, please. Can we talk about Prometheus first? Prometheus first, then. Yeah, let's get or- the bullshit out of the way, please.
3: <laughs> I don't know what order you all watched in. We did it co- chronology order, so it's Prometheus, Covenant, and Alien. So it doesn't then, make uh, sense. I did the so same in- thing.
2: Double-
0: I, I also agree. Which is what? which is the first time I've done that. Yeah,
1: same. I did. I did Alien, Prometheus, Covenant. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Because when you watch it in chronological order, it ruins Alien. In, in, a, in a universe way <laughs> yeah. the movie's amazing but everything Ridley Scott sets up in his prequels is ruined because it's not actually set up in Alien
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to talk to you guys about that because I watched these chronologicals I remember when Prometheus came out everyone was like is this a prequel to Alien no it's not is this a prequel to Alien okay maybe it is and then surprise it really was a prequel to Alien when Ridley would, was lying to
1: us
0: yeah so he then like, no, he made the so, movie no, during production they weren't sure if it was going to be a prequel or not awful it's really and then
2: and then covenant is like Covenant comes out and there was like oh yeah this is the prequel to the first alien movie so mm-hmm. i watched covenant and then once i get into alien i'm like where the hell did the covenant go go what happened to that one
3: so so like oh, yeah. if i remember if i remember correctly prometheus started as i want to tell a movie about man looking for their creator I love and it. it turned into guess what the creator's gonna be the thing that's the space jockey from alien. Love but that's it. it. That's it. That's the only amount this is connected to alien. It's so just it. that Love we're it. just going to explore the idea of the space jockeys. And then the movie came out and it's like, nah, it's
1: psych. It's just, it's just alien. And then before. F- 15 minutes in the weyland Utani corporation shows up. And you're like, Oh, so you lied to us is what you did. <laughs> John I just, Harrison.
0: Ugh. I just, the movie, the movie just flat out. Doesn't make sense. no, there, there are so many character beats where it's just like, the map maker gets lost. Can the guy talk, who made the map.
3: Can we talk about, like, the a great cast utterly wasted? 100%. Like, I don't think... I think the closest... Uh, okay, sorry. Michael Fassbender is exempt from everything I say is bad about he, Prometheus and Covenant. He makes it if, if I'm referring to
1: Michael Fassbender, then it's not bad. <laughs> if, that, if that character didn't exist in these movies... Prometheus would be like one of the worst movies ever made, I think. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Probably he, I, I agree. He saves this movie hundred yeah, percent. Like Fassbender, the best.
3: Fassbender is I, the
2: exception, not the rule.
3: I, I watched Prometheus for David. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> really that's all it is. Um that's a little less true about Covenant, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh but hundred percent Fastbender is the only thing outside of him that I think is cool about Prometheus is uh the C section scene. Mm-hmm. That that is tense and scary and like feels like pure alien horror in a good way. Literally
1: gut wrenching, like very yeah.
3: much. And I'm like that that scene and her performance
1: really land. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> um, we I'm watching, watching real, real quick. Ben, sorry. We watched uh, on Prometheus. Now, uh, maybe you did more for me for Covenant, but we watched some additional like deleted scenes and extended scenes on Prometheus that actually helps explain some stuff. And that's the problem, because I think Ridley Scott like intentionally made his movie confusing. Yeah. Which is stupid. You see,
0: it's it's not just confusing in the sense of like word this movie, but it's like confusing. In, it's in the sense of like the it doesn't fit in the alien franchise. It doesn't fit within your own movie. So what and like the thing is, I'm watching this movie. It looks great. It's got great actors. And I'm like, why is this
1: shit? Well, they they land on the planet, and then you realize, oh, all these like all these scientific experts are all idiots, and then it's like everyone's making bad decisions. Well, the and the shitty thing is that those two dudes aren't idiots; they're the guys who are like dead body back to the ship, and then they
3: get lost for no good and reason. And then they're but like, prior come to here, that come moment, here, come here snakey, like snakey, they snakey, were the smart guys. Come here, and snakey, then, then you snakey, you
2: snakey. see that, like that proto face hugger, which is it, not the proto make... face
0: hugger yet, but yeah, no, but um, it,
1: worms got there somehow. Worms really? from Earth. Earthworms. Where do they ben, come from? Ben, where do those uh-huh. worms come from? The fuck if I know. Nobody knows. I ask a lot of I was bothering him. I asked him so many questions where he's like, dude, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Ryan, <laughs> you me. asked.
0: Ryan Sparks told me about a great question you asked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to bring it up because you asked. Wait, wait, why... wait, wait. Wait, set this up to Ben. Oh, oh then, then you do it. it.
3: Then you do it. Okay, so Ben, got yes. a question for you
0: i okay. may not have so, an answer
2: for you so,
3: so where prometheus is happening is that they determine is a weapons research facility essentially they're making weapons that's what the engineers were doing it's not their home world it's where they make weapons it's a lab right black goo everywhere. yeah okay cool how come the ancient civilizations of earth have a map to a weapons <laughs> research facility
1: <laughs> and where that- they clearly weren't wanted and not just one but all the different ones throughout civilization thousands of years apart are 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 pointing to a warehouse, a weapons yeah. warehouse. Why? why? Not their homeworld. Not their homeworld. Where they drop off their their
3: nuclear waste. And the thing is, like, you get so confused by so many other things in the movie, you forget that that's why they came.
2: You know, I forgot when, about that too. And, and that when is, you
3: think about you know, it, you go, "Why? What? Because clearly, you're so right." Okay,
2: so I hold up, Brian, because yeah. I actually. Throughout the, As the movie goes on, uh, when they get to the planet and they land, I forget that the reason why they went is because we fa- they found we found the system through ancient civilizations because they pointed it there. What's up there? I'm like, yeah, what is up there? We get there, and then it's like, what are we doing here again? Oh, that's right. We're doing alien shit.
1: So, so it's pointed. So the, the, the aliens tell them to come to this place. The humans arrive at this place, and everyone's dead. It's yeah. just it's all it's all up in the air. None of that's explained. There's this amazing theory. If you if you Google uh, why are all the engineers dead on that ship, there's this amazing like old school like page of this one dude who spent like ten thousand words explaining how there was this other alien race that they're at war with that we never saw. And if you look at the door structure, the way it was broken in, only a big beast could break through the door. And I immediately stopped reading because he's just making up shit because Ridley doesn't give us answers. No, why are those engineers dead? Well, I, was, I guess it. I guess that. I'm gonna do some mental
0: gymnastics. Do it. Maybe the the goo got loose.
1: Goo. I mean, that's what
3: I assumed. That's what sure. I told no, him yeah. while I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, so there was an outbreak, and he's like, but how can there be
1: an? And I'm like, I, there was an outbreak. <laughs> because from if the black goo from the beginning of the movie, we see the black goo affects the the engineers. It breaks their it breaks them down. Right. That's mm. not what happened when they were getting attacked or whatever. Okay, I've got a better one for
3: you. They run into that chamber, which is the chamber where all the vases are and everything. Yeah. Right. We see a whole bunch of them go in, but one dude falls down Shh. outside the door. Yes. And he gets head. his head cut off. Yes. Okay. Where would all the other engineers go? They're dead. But they're not in the chamber. They're outside. They can't be yeah. outside. Why wouldn't they drag their buddy's body away?
0: Oh my god! Where did they go?
2: Well, there's also that. That. Oh my uh, god! You're right. <laughs> there's <laughs> There's also that one area where the two map where the map guy and the other guy go around and they see a bunch of bodies stacked up against the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you're right, but that's well, a different right, area. Yeah. But, but you're right. We do guy. see. We do see. Or maybe those the two. <sighs> wow. I'm now. I'm doing Demelza for this. By the way. Movie. By the way. Well, let me finish my thought first. Let me finish my thought. So maybe where those two guys who go into the door are the engineers who end up in like the cryo sleep area. And then no. one of
0: them lives there's four. There's four guys. There's four guys who go through the door, and it's not to the bridge of the ship where the cryo chamber is. They're all running and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this, movie, this movie's so dumb.
3: Um, <laughs> I feel like I should have like a
2: table here so I could flip it every time we talk about
1: that. more confusion. The black goo turns human beings into like weird, like mutated zombie type things, right? Like weird, like gross blobby men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ridley Scott's original intention was to turn them into xenomorph-type people, where they their heads would become elongated and their Mm -hmm. limbs would become long. But the special effects he changed it in post-production to make them just look more like zombie people, making Mm -hmm. it more confusing for what the black goo does for everybody. I think. When instead, going to your next movie, the black goo just turns people into xenomorphs. Like it's just I don't. Prometheus is bad. I don't want to talk about
0: it. No, the black goo doesn't turn people
1: into xenomorphs in the next movie. Sorry. No, you're Neomorphs. Right. Neomorphs.
2: You it's go. like there's not even black goo. It's, it's just like it's just, just making things pop out of them. Yeah. But it's, it's like just spores. Turn spores into turning yeah, into, yeah, it's yeah. The spores turning into xenomorph. Or, We're not talking or, about
3: covenant. Let's get it. But that's the black goo. <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh so here's the thing. I got a question. So the xenomorph that appears at the end of Prometheus, the xenomorph, the protomorph, protomorph. protomorph. it's the first one. That movie will like you to believe that. This no, it a... wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Because when they walk into the chamber with all the faces, oh,
2: you're right.
1: A
3: xenomorph on the door, on the wall. Not only that, there's a queen.
1: Okay, so so
2: oh, hold up. You yeah. want some fun? So Fanny watched a little bit of Prometheus with me the other night, and right when we got to the room with the the big room with the face, and, the, and the, we see like the queen and the the queen on the wall, and she Fanny's looking there like. Well, doesn't that look familiar? I'm like, holy shit, it does.
1: What? does what? What the architecture? You- Have so many faces. What oh, did you tell me know. about Ridley Scott and the Queen? He doesn't like oh. them. Ridley Scott doesn't like the Queen.
0: Yeah, that's the story that Ridley Scott would tell before Prometheus was starting. He he doesn't like aliens. The mythology introducing aliens.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I think there's a Queen on the wall. But also there's a the, there's a there's a short film. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not talk about that till we're so, done with Covenant. Sorry, sorry. Hold off. On I that. thought that was
3: Prometheus. No, no, no. no hold sorry.
1: off on that. So much is going together.
3: Okay. Uh, that's but for Ryan, and I think rightly so. That wall is actually the thing that makes everything so goddamn. Impossible. It's the thing that
1: ruins everything cause this because this is supposed to be the first.
3: That the xenomorph always existed before. Yes. What you see at the end can't be the first because they have a depiction of it on the wall. What you would see is the common known xenomorph later. And again, which is like
1: going. If we're going from <laughs> this, then if we go straight to Alien that engineer who has been there for potentially hundreds of years maybe uh we now learn that alien covenant prometheus only take place like 20 years before alien do i yeah. thought the timeline was so much farther it's only 20 years and prometheus prometheus takes place on
0: lv422 not lv426 223 223 but not lv426 no no that's somewhere is, else it, but in the fire and stone comic they say it's the moon it's the sister moon that doesn't that that ruins it no, no, they don't. Yeah, because they leave LV, LV 223 to LV 426. No, he just not not They don't go to LV 426 in Fire and Stone.
3: I could have sworn they you did. Might be thinking of life and death, but I'm telling you, they don't go to 426 in uh, Fire and Stone.
0: Fire and Stone. Just, I could have sworn they did. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, comic, the continuity. <laughs> no, that comic
1: can't be. Um, um Go ahead. Okay, so. The, Z- the xenomorph, again, like the proto-xenomorph, this was—it's supposed to be the first one. But but that engineer from Alien, like that—that that engineer has been there potentially for hundreds of years, hundreds of years or something, right? So yeah. that means the xenomorph has to have existed before the, the timeline of Prometheus. Ever watching? So if that's true, that I'm—I f- am fine with telling me that the xenomorph is a primordial a primordial creature that they are always trying to perfect to get right. But you've never given me any insight before that they existed before, right? Like this is supposed to be the beginning of the Xenomorph, but you're telling me it already existed. You're conflict- and, then it, and then it it can't be the beginning of the Xenomorph, not just because of that, but because we see the beginning of the Xenomorph in the next movie. Exactly. Right. But then there's people who are saying that's not the beginning of the Xenomorph. That's just David perfecting and we'll, it. And we'll talk about that. Yeah.
3: Um. Uh. I got I got a great question. Again, I want to throw it to Ben. Ben, why did the engineers want to go to Earth Ooh. and kill them all? Like why did they to drop the cargo?
2: Because one of them was, was Jesus and they killed him. You, yeah. You're
3: goddamn right,
2: which is so stupid. I, can't I heard that. that. Yes. No, hey. I heard okay, hold up, time out. Let me talk. I heard that I want to say from Brandon. Brandon told me the story after I want to say mm. after Prometheus came out because he and I were talking back in the, the days long before the podcast started about Prometheus. Because Brandon, you were loaning me the, the Fire and Stone comic books at the time. Oh yeah. That's right and you and you told me that. And I told you I didn't, wasn't really paying attention to Prometheus, but you told me that one of the engineers, the big,
0: giant, like, pasty white dudes, came to Earth, and that became Jesus. Well, they say it in the movie. They say it in the movie. It's like, they this just happened almost two, uh, over 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. When Jesus died. <laughs> so they were like, wow, you killed our homeboy, Jesus. We're going to go kill you. That actually hurt my face when I Listen, slept so hard. I, Holy
1: shit. I, will, I accept what Ridley Scott tells me. He didn't directly tell me that Jesus was an alien. So I'm not, I can't accept it. I can't accept it.
3: Not, <laughs> not, not if just an alien. alien. Are they specifically going to go kill them 2,000
1: years ago. Oh, know, so I,
2: Fanny, that, I told Fanny the Jesus thing, that, that was something that came out, out of Ridley Scott's mouth. And even she looked at me going, So
1: you're what? telling me, you're telling me that, that a a dozen ancient civilizations not touching each other can have a map to a weapons facility, but all of human existence that none of us knew that Jesus was an alien? Yeah. That we don't have documents of that? That's what you're telling me. That that we depicted this other dude that, that we depicted something like Middle Eastern dude who turned into a white dude who turned into you and a Gregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Okay. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, I think I think people would have depicted Jesus as not a bearded man, a man, a and just ten
1: foot white albino monster. <laughs> Come on, I think, we would know this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would know this. Yeah. See, that That's is stupid. so stupid. I love it, but he did not directly say that, so I can't. <laughs> I just can't believe it.
0: <laughs> anyway, this movie is crazy. Um, Great special effects. It's why does really- Guy Pierce? Here's a question for you: Why does Guy Pierce have to be an old age makeup? Why didn't you just get an old man?
1: oh because uh he wanted to film a ted talk because the ted talk brandon <laughs>
0: the ted talk is pretty cool i'll admit
1: i yeah yeah um because guy pierce it, it that is a that is a world building
3: thing like it's yeah. clearly something at least with i think with covenant in mind and knowing that when he made prometheus he wanted to make more even if he wasn't sure what the heck that was going to be yeah he wanted to show more young guy pierce as wayland stuff yeah um there's another deleted scene that I they mention or talk about or we glanced over where he was going there was going to be a little bit more about him being young in the movie, yeah, it was right. good, some kind of flashback or something, and that went out the window
0: that was Cause in the movie because in the movie, just as the movie, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we only ever see him old. no,
3: it really doesn't, and it looks bad, but you know pop Palpatine's got to find out where life came from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, also, there's really if, a, Go ahead Ben.
2: Also, Bob Palpatine's gonna
1: try and save it, save from that, die- be saved from dying because he doesn't want to die yet, dude. Rat bastard. Yeah, he, he does. Um, there's a there's a sorry, not at least an extended scene when he meets the engineer and he, he and David actually have a conversation with the engineer that I think should have been in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so much, it's so cool. And then the engineer still realizes, like, oh, I don't care about you guys, I'm gonna kill you anyway. Yeah,
3: he asks him, he asks him why he wants to know and and Wayland has this whole bit, which I think is one of the reasons why Guy Pierce was asked because he does this really well. Yeah, which is where he goes up to him and he he explains that we are superior beings because we both have created life. I created David, you created us. We are the same, so you'll help me.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, "Nah, snap."
0: Oh, you know what? Actually, that also makes makes sense why he rips David's head off. Yeah, mm-hmm. saying it's an inferior creation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that that. Man,
3: yeah, that extended scene is pretty good. That whole moment is motivated better by allowing Waylon to have the moment with the engineer. Right. Um, the engineer still doesn't answer uh, her question, which is you know why were you coming? But which would have been Jesus. <laughs> you killed one of us. Yeah. What's do do do? I would have loved if the engineer just would have made like a cross with his fingers.
0: <laughs> oh, I what a war! I don't know if that, uh, yeah. The whole movie is building the whole, the thing is I talked about it with Sparks. I think the movie is actively hurt by its alien connections. Yep. I think if you take out a lot of the alien stuff and fill it with something better, this is a better movie. Um it doesn't yep. need to belong in the alien franchise, but we have we have significant scenes which are constantly leading us design wise, aesthetically wise to the creation of the Xenomorph. We see the creation of the first face hugger. We see the creation of the first tongue thing. But none of that makes, but none of that needs to be in the movie in general. And none of it makes sense for the franchise.
3: Agreed. I I think the original premise of what Prometheus would have been, which was we were going to do this trilogy of films that were exploring this other species and have that species go ahead and have it be the space jockey yeah and that be also tied to this like concept of the engineers sure whatever but you're right we never needed anything that was leading we didn't need the black goo or anything that was going to lead to the xenomorph both those things could have been separate
1: yeah both the movies that we're going to talk about that's not the good one um like this movie would have done better without the alien stuff and the next movie would have (laughs) done better without the prometheus stuff that it needed to be a sequel. Yeah. 100%. Like both these movies have really great stuff, but they're tied to other franchises and it just, it suffers.
0: All this movie needs to do is to say that the, the, the engineers created the Xenomorph eggs done. Yeah. Well, cause, well, cause I, I could accept that, that there's another crash ship somewhere out there. Yeah. Uh,
3: cause I think that the, the, the most interesting part, I mean, this is the thing really what it is, is that this is very similar to why I don't like BVS, frankly, uh, is that, it's presenting a lot of lofty questions, things that are heavy handed and and very heady and philosophical. The
1: shit I love.
3: Without any sense of actually exploring them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. BBS does that and this does that too. And I think the thing is that you had to make it be tied to the Xenomorphs because Ridley Scott had no good answer for why did the engineers make life?
1: And but that's the or, thing, you don't what, need a good what answer. What was there?
3: What was it? But if that's all your movie's going to be about, that then sucks. you do. Yeah. If you're going to actually explore that question, yeah. then you do. And so I think that's the problem: is that that he wanted to ask those questions, but he didn't necessarily want to have to think all the way through the ideas or the answers about it. And it's unfortunate because there's a cool concept of exploring the relationship between David and Wayland, and AI and human beings. And then whoever made them in the concept of accepting that the engineers exist and they are responsible for whatever reason, creating human life. Mm -hmm. Uh, That idea at its core is really cool. It could make a good film, maybe a good trilogy, maybe Uh, that's not what this does though. Uh, It doesn't actually want to explore those things in rich enough detail. David is the closest that we get to exploring that concept. And frankly, it doesn't even get far enough until Covenant Mm -hmm. as far as his character. Uh, But it's there. There is that bare bones that's really cool and a nice concept to think about. I also don't like that the engineer ends up just being this because they won't give him the ability to vocalize anything again, except for that in that extended scene, because we're robbed of that, that, that anticipation of, Oh my God, we're going to see one moving around like alive and talk and stuff. uh, In the movie is falls entirely flat. It's just turned into this angry rage monster, which means nothing. Mm -hmm. It signifies signifies nothing. And, uh, and that's sad. Question. In the very
2: beginning of Prometheus, why did that one guy kill himself with the goo? He's creating
3: life. He sacrificed himself to create life. Uh, That's what that was.
2: You can so see his
0: DNA be reformed. There's um, also
3: an alternate uh, take opening. of that where when he goes there, he's actually there with like another engineer in a robe a bunch and of a them. whole bunch of others. Yeah, but there's the one in the hood robe yeah, who yeah. hands him the thing, which mm-hmm. he drinks, which he falls it, so it's like much more ritual like a
1: ceremony yeah yeah uh
3: then then it comes out in the in the movie as it is mm-hmm. um it's it is weird ryan has a great point which is like it is confusing why the black goo creates mutations and xenomorphs and all these things but if it disintegrates an engineer it creates
1: the beginning of human life um it just the black goo is inconsistent and really dumb it's just dumb you could have just had the xenomorph eggs. Like you didn't need a big weird get to here to get to here to get to here to make the xenomorph. Like I didn't need that.
0: There was a script that I don't know how real it is, but it's supposed to be what Pr- what Prometheus turned mm-hmm. into. The initial script was called Alien Engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I can't speak to the officialness of it. The many early scripts are out there for just things that aren't real and are so. Um, in that script, though, it is that the engineers had created the xenomorphs prior. And they were like a terraforming device or a destroyed life device. You put a couple eggs on a planet and then let them go go loose and then come back down and you've got an empty planet. That's what but I he- always thought they were from the beginning. They're just like a really bad creature. My yeah.
3: my my biggest thing is that I I wish that the movie was wanting to the whole concept. I wish it was more willing to explore the idea that. In creating the Xenomorphs is a parallel of them leading to their own destruction, the same way that creating the AI was. 100%. If that was the idea that he was trying to get across, if that was the point, that was the thesis statement of the film,
1: then that'd be cool. That'd be a great. That's not what's happening. That's a good parallel right there. That he but it missed. would be,
3: and and the other thing is, I also think that you could have you could have just done the engineers create the Xenomorphs, but have them have done it as an accident. Yeah, they're god. They made the devil by mistake. Yeah. Uh, it, it can be. You can do that. Like go for that lofty-handed parallel that you're going for. Uh, but he just he just failed to satisfyingly explore any of that. And I think nothing about that is more. Like poignant, than I remember when we first saw it, and then we're coming out of it, and he's talking about, well, my sequels aren't gonna follow the protomorph thing. we're We're gonna follow them to the homeworld. We're gonna explore. We're gonna open up this whole engineer thing, and that never happened. and And it's always just like waiting for more ideas of how we're going to answer or explore, justify these engineers. And it never comes. and it this one movie should have done it. It should have justified the engineers in one go. Uh, also, having watched Alien, nothing in the world makes me believe that that was just some helmet on a dude who looks like a human uh that looks like that utterly utterly doesn't work i'm like why do you have to make them look like people they could have made people and still not look like people
1: yeah the the alien comic we read where it's just like a big elephant dude yeah that's what it looks like in this movie especially because we watched it on like a nice blu-ray uh that 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 space shocky looks like it has like dead sunken in eyes and like a mouth like it doesn't look like a spacesuit. but hey What are you going to do? It's your own franchise. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into In Covenant then?
3: Uh, I do have some notes from, I took notes on all of them. So I just want to run through some of these are going to be positives on Prometheus. So uh, I really like the opening that we were discussing where he drinks the thing and he falls in. I think it has a really great energy. It's very mysterious. And, you know, again, just in the context of watching a movie, I think it's a good scene. Um, uh, The visualization of David looking at memories uh, of Shaw. Is really cool the way that they visualize him reading into her mind and her memories. Patrick it is, Wilson. yeah, and Patrick Wilson shows up there. It oh, yeah. is, however, super confusing uh, how he does that. I don't know, it's super weird, but it is cool. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I love the montage of David's time alone on the ship, I think mm-hmm. that's extremely good. David's the best thing about this movie, so that's un- unsurprising. Um, Charlize Theron has a great energy. It's unfortunate that her character is utterly
1: meaningless. Uh, wait. Yes. Charlize Theron for Commander Shepard in Mass Effect. Bye. Um, <laughs> she is the most pointless character in the movie.
3: Yeah. Uh, I really like Idris
0: Elba, by the way. I want us to say I really like spell but I do
3: the the cast is good, it's just most of them don't have good characters.
0: Benedict I was Adria, I, I would say Idris
3: Elba is like one of the closest uh, to getting a good character. Graceful he, he gets that sacrifice at the end. Um oh, Benedict Guang too. Yeah, yeah Ben Brian, yeah, just sure. said uh, the hologram technology that shows the engineers is also really cool. Yeah. the way that they visualize that. It's really good.
0: Uh the really convenient.
3: Yep. Yep. Um, I I really like the scene between. I really like, honestly, the relationship between Logan Marshall Green and David, uh, the way that Logan Marshall Green constantly is kind of getting at his goat for being a synthetic, and the way that he turns that around with the glass moment. Hmm. Um, I think I think that's a really good moment. I think that that scene really lands. Uh, we already talked about the dumb scientist touching the cobra maggot. Um, David in the. Oh, I mean, David in the room when he goes in the ship and it plays the theme uh, is obviously one of the best things in the movie. Yeah. Um, I really like that Holloway wants to be burnt, that he knows he's going to be a problem, so he's like, yo, kill me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good moment. Um, It is super weird that Shaw can just go into the captain's quarters really easily with nobody stopping her. Oh. So that she can get that C-section. I
1: like that uh that quarantining luckily gets better and better with each movie. Because at the beginning, people are just on the ship in the second movie, and then an alien, like, no, it's getting in, it! and then someone else has to do it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. they're getting better and better about bullshit. That they
3: things. that they are getting more responsible. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. I while well, I like the c section scene, I have to wonder like
0: where the heck was everybody else. Um uh, because they were like the doctor. The doctor girl who's helping her is just like, okay, yeah, we're holding this girl hostage now. That's what we're doing. Yep. yep. Um, that's that's all my
3: Prometheus notes that we didn't already discuss. So, right. let's move on. All right, Alien Covenant. Better. Not as bad. I uh, I I watching these two back to back. I was really pleased with Covenant. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it has problems, but I was pretty happy overall. Yeah, this was I, I, I,
2: I was too. I this was the first time I saw Covenant. I haven't seen it
4: before.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's definitely a sequel to Prometheus, even though as I was watching it, I was like, wait. No, Ben.
0: Ben, it's not. It's not a sequel to Prometheus. Because nothing in
1: Prometheus, with the exception of David, means anything for Alien Covenant. Mm -hmm. This could be the first movie, and you could just introduce us to this crazy AI. And it wouldn't make as much sense. But like, you could do it. You could make this the first movie. It would just... You'd have to jump through some, some holes. Uh real quickly, uh Big Chap says, were they fighting
0: Fifield in the hangar? I don't remember anyone's names.
3: Uh definitely not everybody. So but it and certainly I think that the time doesn't the timeline doesn't totally sync up on that one, but I know what you mean.
0: That's cool that so you know their names. <laughs> uh that has uh, yeah. anyway. got the I B right here. So uh Alien Covenant is uh, uh I think yeah I think this one's better and 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 it really bugs me that nothing in Prometheus matters for this movie. The engineers are destroyed off-screen,
1: uh Shaw is killed off-screen. What the biggest god, so many so many stupid decisions by Ridley Scott. Oh my gosh. Uh three yeah, literally throwing away everything that you were setting up in your last movie. Like yeah. Like, you don't even get to see Shaw alive at all. Like, again, it's been so... It's been so much time, but, you like, her fate is... Which, again, like, I, I'm not mad at. I don't know what I would have done differently. But and there's the engineer, a, stuff, the engineer there's, stuff is, like, awful.
0: There is a... um, Not a deleted scene, but... Because there's some viral marketing for this movie as well. One we of won. them is the James it's Franco... Gone. Oh. James Franco one, and then there's the other one where it's the, the sequel to Prometheus
1: where we see David and uh, Shaw flying the ship. I I... That's I'm, that's crossing. Yeah, I understand how, how that wouldn't make sense, like in the movie. Like you can't just put that in the movie like normally because it's like it's out of and anything else is its own thing. But like I feel that stuff's like pretty, pretty important to the movie. I think. Yeah. Like, I, I you, you made a movie. They even
3: they even end the crossing leading into where his flashback to them arriving ends up, and I'm like, you could have just had all of that right yeah. here.
0: Yeah.
3: It wouldn't have it wouldn't have hurt anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember when the when the captain is burning in the in the cryo tube i was like by the way that's james franco
1: (laughs) yeah interesting cameo you got danny mcbride he's like i got my friend in this movie hell yeah yeah and Uh, he's in the he's in the prequel the prequel short um i'm not i what what happens in the prequel
0: short oh it's he's there it's like when they first started flying uh the spaceship and he's the captain he's like okay i'm gonna go to bed i don't feel very good i'm burning up (laughs) oh god And he looks at the camera that's so weird. We didn't. Uh, that's not on the Blu-ray at all. We,
3: watched, uh, the we watched. We watched. We watched a deleted scene that's her thinking about him and flashing back to when they were living on a planet with a city, and mm-hmm. it was snowing, and they were talking about the cabin, and she's just thinking about him before they land on the planet.
1: Like oh, a cute that's little thing. Yeah, cute little moment. Um, I didn't see that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also another short called Advent, which we're going to talk about when we finish talking about which covenant. is because it's super important awesome but we're, we're going to talk about it when we're finished talking about covenant yeah um uh yeah i i think that both films really suffer from a third act problem which is just once you get to the third act like everything feels like it goes out the window and i can't care about anything anymore This turns into like uh and that's honestly where yeah. i'm at with covenant because i've thought a lot about it and the first two acts of the film i'm pretty good honestly I'm pretty solid. Yeah, some of Prometheus shit goes out the window, but it was so confusing, I kind of don't care. And the only thing I care about, really, at this point is David. Yeah, And the David stuff is working in this movie for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, David and Walter and all the scenes with them is really landing for me. So I'm like, I I will just roll with what you're telling me here. I really
0: like Walter. Walter.
3: Walter. But from the moment we get to the David and Walter fight and the rest of the film, (laughs) it becomes... Not it, it, when it's uh, left up to the you know oh we're gonna cut away who won that fight yeah. who knows you know um <laughs> it, it's from that point that I don't care about the movie because yeah. I already understand I see the beats of exactly what's gonna happen yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna beat the xenomorph on the ship woo woo and it's gonna be revealed that David is Walter or sorry that Walter is David and that's that's the movie and I'm like I just lost everything I could care about and, in this. And the problem and, is... And all of the action of them facing the xenomorph on the ship is kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, and the kill scene in the shower is unnecessary and bad. It's really So bad. I'm like, uh, Yeah,
1: the last, uh, the last like 20 minutes of the movie are like... Um,
0: I really... Uh, the, the, the logic issues with the characters acting like idiots uh, is more palpable in this movie because they're really emotional because they're losing their spouses. Um, yeah. I totally get that, but let me finish my thought real quick, Sparks, is that when Crudup sees David talking to the Neomorph and then decides to look inside a really odd-looking thing, I feel like Crudup's being a little too stupid for the movie, because he's just like, I definitely know you're a bad guy. Okay, sure, I'll look into this thing. Uh, he makes a lot of dumb
1: decisions. A hundred percent. There's a reason he wasn't the first captain. A hundred percent. It shows <laughs> he's a dumb person. He's this whole movie. he's really he's really dumb. I do
3: I do appreciate that. Like these are not science experts. These are these are colonist crew members. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that makes it more acceptable the way that they handle things, especially like I think. Uh, whereas something I wanted to say in general, this applies to both films. Ridley Scott is really good at, at telling a story. The story might not be good, but he's good at telling it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: uh, so, you know, there, there is something visually engaging and, and where all the pieces are kind of working together, even if they're not working together to tell a story, that you're enjoying, they are working together. Uh, And I feel that way about Prometheus. and I feel that way about Covenant. But what I like about Covenant more is that in Prometheus, he very much replicates his slow pace that he has in Alien. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in Covenant, he really throws you off your loop that you expect from him because things escalate so hard to the point of the ship blowing up all the way up to when they meet David. Mm -hmm, Uh, And that really injects a lot into the movie early on that I remember being in the theater and just not expecting all that to happen that fast mm-hmm. uh, from Ridley
1: Scott. And that's kind of impressive. I, I thinking back, I agree with you. And like, I, I, I like the first two acts a lot, actually, I think yeah, like all, all the stuff and then like discovering what's going on and like this, this signal and like the planet has wheat on it. That's crazy.
0: Honestly, a lot of this movie, I think, like we said, I think it works. And if the third act was better, I'd say it was good. Yeah, In fact, I, I even might say it was good in general. Um, so you said something about the signal. I have a note here I wrote down. i was like Country Road had a very big year in 2017.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, that's, for, that's Fallout. Thanks, Fallout. And Fallout,
0: this, yeah. uh Kingsman. Oh, right. Geez. Uh um it's also 2017. So yeah, good for Country Road anyway. Everybody wanted to rediscover John Denver. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um oh I think that uh yeah, just going back to the beginning, I think the whole bit with like uh the energy sale. Stuff the the neutrino storm, fixing, the unexpected, just random. Ships. I think it's all just done really well. Yeah, uh, I think that the the way that the crew, the characters are better in this movie than Prometheus. I care about most of them. Yeah, I like the performances that are going on. I understand the relationships. I connect with them. We maybe lean a little too hard on the my spouse is dead thing more than once, but beyond yeah. that, but beyond that, it works for me because I do feel like the tension is real, the stakes are real, and. The spouses who are left behind, I believe enough in the way that they're carrying forward that mm-hmm. it that it it's okay, it's okay with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Danny I, McBride. Normally,
3: it also it yeah. also makes sense because they're colonists. Yeah, it makes sense that they are going in partnered groups, in pairs, in married couples. That makes sense. Yeah. So it it does feel like that's not just a weird thing where they're all like spouses on a crew. The calling angle is good. It's yeah. the, it's that that's a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I is thought that. that uh...
0: Uh, that short I mentioned the 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 prequel the short where um, where James Franco is a uh, is in it um, that has a lot that has a, also a party that the crew is having so you get a lot more character moments with the crew and their 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 spouses
3: right on yeah uh, it's 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 one of those things where like just the the way that that sounds is cool I kind of feel like it doesn't fit in the movie which is a bummer but it would be cool to have more of a reason to be connected to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but maybe it could. Maybe you could just toss that in before you jump
0: to, or yeah. I don't know. Um, you, you definitely, you definitely. By the way, I just remembered. I was going to say that I think you do mentioned something that I really like about this movie, which is that its paced better than Prometheus. Much, much better. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, kind. Of, it's just kind of. You don't feel like you're sitting there for a long time. It's just kind of moving at a good pace.
3: Yeah, Um I i overall enjoyed watching alien covenant again uh like there's there's definitely things i don't like about it but i i had a good time watching it um especially compared to the like the last one yeah yeah back back, yeah uh i i really like the opening with guy pierce and michael fassbender again pretty much everything with david is good it's good quality um I think Ridley Scott does show his hand a little bit where he thinks that anyone who's into classical music means that they're a deep thinker and (laughs) very philosophical. This comes up in alien as well. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Uh, (laughs) but I, I do think that that scene really almost feels like it belongs more in Prometheus in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm glad it's here because, again, like I, I mostly want to ignore Prometheus if I can, mm-hmm. and the character arc coming through here is really, really good. Uh, the whole sense of David's exploration about what it means to him to have been made by man and him realizing he's actually superior to that, I love and it. his psychosis falling
0: apart—all that is so good in this. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, real quickly, uh, big chap. Uh, who I'm assuming is an alien fan says the backburster <laughs> sequence was great. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um again, the black goo confuses me on how it works and with with genes. But in this movie, so. in this movie it doesn't matter. And it's like you said before when we started watching it, it's like when we started talking about it, it's like this the prometheus of this movie hurts this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Right. Uh, yeah, if you if you can ignore the black goo rules
1: of Prometheus, again, then it works in this movie. Yeah, but if you have to think about it, it's very confused. That's the thing. Like again, if this were the first movie, and this like that dude touched the flower, the black goo got into him, and then a backbuster. Like okay, that's this movie. But I've seen the previous movie where I know I've never seen that before. So it's like they shouldn't connect, but they unfortunately do in my brain. And I hate, I hate, the when the when the chest burster comes out, and it's just this little tiny alien. Oh, I hated that too. Also, it's instantaneous.
2: Yeah, so I hated that. Like when he says, when like when David first says, "like Oh, I'm gonna show you." Okay, so the part about Michael F- with Michael Fassbender, both as Walter and as David, I really enjoyed. I thought he was doing a great job as both a psychotic maniac and someone who's devoid is who's not de- who's devoid of emotion, but bound to his duty. I like that. But the second he was like, "You want to see my successes?" I'm like, "Don't go down there." Don't go down there, you idiot! But he goes down there. We see the alien eggs, and then I'm sitting there going, "Hold up a minute, that's on the other planet. How do you get these? How so he made
1: those? He's been yeah. he explains it. He genetically, he's been genetically engineering yeah, these. For genetically,
0: 10 that's, years. The, that's the thing about that's the thing about the you know, I can accept the alien. I can accept aliens that this could lead into aliens as well. But that's the thing that that hurts Prometheus. The Prometheus stuff that hurts it because the 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 alien egg wasn't created by the engineers; it was created by David. So how did it end up in twenty years on LV four hundred and twenty six in an yeah. engineer's cargo hold?
3: Exactly. That's 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 where that's that's the biggest problem. So I t- I talked to Ryan about this, and and what I was saying is that I the way I've tried to interpret it, and I'm not saying that the film tells us well, and I and I kind of think this might be what Ridley was trying to do, but I don't think he did it right. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that David didn't create the alien egg, David perfected the xenomorph egg, uh, and the reason I say that is because what you just brought up the chestburster thing—it doesn't even look like what chestbursters look like later. Mm-mm. This is a this is a xenomorph taken up a notch. This is this is him trying to perfect what he already understands exists. Uh, That's why I'm again, like up. embracing that Prometheus <laughs> embraces that xenomorphs existed
1: before. that al- that the alien. For the, the 1979 alien space jockey, that those xenomorph eggs are a different species than the ones we see in this movie. Uh, but but ha- but that doesn't make sense because nothing makes sense when you try to make it make sense. Right. I, I don't think
0: I-, I wanted to. I can make that leap. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that I
3: don't think that Ridley is telling it well, but I do get the impression that that he wants to perfect what already... like He didn't make the xenomorph. The xenomorph exists We know this. So he's trying to make it perfect he's trying to improve upon the design the engineers already made which is what i think this xenomorph is supposed to be yeah. because it is born different uh it comes out of the chest different um and uh in my opinion at, at least the one we see is
0: uh is more resistant to fire fire um big chap correction uh, this is not the protomorph the protomorph is in prometheus
1: That's the thing that came out of the big octopus man from the engineer, and that again never brought up again. (laughs) Who knows? Nope. That thing's just on that planet. Probably dead. Probably
0: Probably probably dead. Like, what's the point of that moment anyway? So my whole thing about Alien
2: Covenant, I like Alien Covenant. I actually had a good time. I felt for these characters. I felt their loss. Dan McBride being in this type of role was a first for me because normally he's in more of the ha ha funny roles. Mm -hmm. Whereas seeing him fighting with the with the nurse about how close to get the ship to so he can like try to be his wife or try to save his wife is like man i like this i like how everyone's trying to save a loved one yeah but, but i am like brandon you said earlier all the stuff about prometheus to just does not make this that this movie makes sense like, it all comes all? Out. oh yeah, yeah.
1: It bums mm-hmm. me out that like they didn't need any of the engineer stuff, right? This could have just been a David story, but you mm-hmm. still put in the scene where he kills all the engineers. Yeah, That's,
3: that's one of the biggest bummers. Is, I don't get it. It's just having to come out of Prometheus wanting to still kind of explore stuff about the engineers, and
0: all you get is I'm going to just kill all these fools in one go. Goodbye. And there are so many sequels that pair well with their original Men in Black 1 and 2. It's not a good movie, but it pairs well. Um, yeah. Shrek 1 and 2. Good example. Um, and then there are sequels that don't. Prometheus Alien Covenant uh double feature, you're gonna be left confused because they don't fit well together.
1: Even worse, if you try to actually do the Ridley Scott trilogy, it, yeah. it, it, it these movies three in a line just do not make sense together as a universe. Right. Just oh, they just don't. But that's again, that's 40 uh, years of in between making the movies, right? Yeah. Uh and so the engineers look
3: smaller. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they look like people. They're they're significantly different. Their eyes are
1: different. Like, I don't,
3: why, some of them just have regular people design? eyes. Yeah,
1: and again, that's me thinking. Okay, maybe this isn't the the actual engineer's homeworld, but it's one of the ones where they went and created life. So this is like a subsection. But you didn't tell me that, Ridley. So I'm assuming it's the homeworld.
3: Also, also, like, why why do they only live in one location on an entire planet?
1: When they've literally can go across the universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> War Wars rules. Star Wars rules.
3: They all have the same plan. Doesn't work so well here. Yeah. No, yeah, it doesn't. doesn't. Um, Should we move into Alien? Uh, let me run down some covenant notes real quick. Go ahead. Um, uh, I think that opening has a lot of good Frankenstein vibes. The Ooh, guy Pearson and yeah. Michael Fassbender scene at the beginning. A lot of good Frankenstein energy to that. Um, uh, oh, we got to talk about
1: Advent because it rules.
3: Yeah, we're going to. Um, I think. Uh, I think that the. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Um, <laughs> boy ferris really lets that situation get get real real terrible um on the on the shuttle oh yeah yeah Yeah. um uh oh david uh michael fassbender does excellent performance when uh he hears about them being a colonist ship and he's like how many aboard two thousand he's like "Mm, two thousand good souls (laughs) Uh, and like it's clear that like oh he just formed his plan right there he immediately gets a haircut Um, like
1: he's got a plan yeah he
3: cuts his hair right after to match the other one yeah uh i i really love all the interactions between david and walter um ryan was talking about like michael fassbender's accent comes out a little stiff as walter uh but for i think that's kind of like the point though right i think that's the point and for me it really works it it makes him feel like the synthetic he's supposed to be is not as good
1: at being human and that's exactly the, they had that conversation they're like do. they found your they found your model too scary and too real too so, uncomfortable yeah they took out some of my emotions so like i'm not a weirdo like you are yeah. <laughs> can i tell you a, a a thing that that bugs me at my ocd about this movie okay. it's walter's
0: name because it's ash cole, it's ash bishop cole david
1: walter yeah, you've told me that before. Oh, um, I hate it. <laughs> oh, uh, Why is not it like Eric or something? <laughs> well, you have to watch Aliens and Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Who knows what those are? I just told you. One of, Bishop one one of them is Cole. Oh, I, I thought there was a,
0: I don't know. Okay. Winona Ryder and Alien Resurrection is Cole. Got it. Um, Got it. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, I I feel like there's just no good. So in this movie, I feel like there's no good reason to why David dropped it. Oh, the bomb? Yeah. Because he wanted to sound spooky and say a speech. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's just like, okay, I guess.
0: I like the stuff they touch on that he's malfunctioning, too.
3: Yes, I was gonna get to that. That's one of my notes. I really like when he brings up the the Walter asks him who wrote Ozymandias and uh, he responds wrong and Walter says, that uh, if one note is off, it ruins the whole symphony, implying yeah. that that David has really lost it.
1: He's got that Cortana um, thing, and on I thought
3: on. that I thought that was a really good moment too. I thought that was well done. Yeah. He's
0: capable uh, of crying, which is not which is not what. Oh my god! And then do. that
3: that conversation dovetails into where David asks Walter if he dreams of him, and then he
1: kisses him. Yeah, <laughs> he kisses Shaw too. Like he's, he's no, he's, no, not Shaw Daniels. Sorry, Daniels. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's got when, some problems going on when he's yeah. kissing Daniels. I was like, stop kissing people he's just so curious But all of it
3: honestly all of it worked for me i'm like uh i really believe that david is just well he says like
1: oh that's what that's like
3: yeah yeah. something like that yeah yeah oh i love when he uh when he tells uh walter that he loves shaw just like walter loves daniels and walter says you know that's that's my duty and he's like
1: no i know better Mm uh uh and again that that moment where where uh david like puts the reed through his neck it's like a quick shot and you see like his eyes go white very quick jump scare worked on me so um
3: something in the script yeah it is a good one yeah. uh something in the script that um the real quick because you brought that up the reed playing scene where it's just moving from side to side between the two of them
1: incredibly well shot oh, playing the Prometheus, the same dude.
3: yeah uh yeah the, the use of the prometheus theme is good
1: Um, very meta because he's playing the theme of the movie in the movie (laughs) something
3: that bums me out about the script is that it brings up the fact that Billy Crudup's captain is a man of faith but it doesn't really do anything with it and one of my favorite lines in it is uh, him saying I met the devil when I was eight and never forgot it and I really wanted to know where in the rest of the script we knew the story of what happened when he was eight like I just wish there was more about him being a man of faith that was that was relevant They tied to it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just never is. It's just, Oh, he is. So don't forget religions around guys. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, cool. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Um, the devil is like you, what? You I, never like, mentioned
0: that. I want to bring up this comment from our 16. David scary. Yeah.
1: Just yeah.
3: Um, the, I, I think it's really, really stupid that the second alien, gestates very quickly and again like i would you need you to explicitly tell me that this xenomorph is different from other xenomorphs it's perfected and that's why it can be on that dude's mouth for less than 30 okay. seconds and impregnate him, uh and then immediately and then, starts, and then make Wah. the xenomorph that is on the ship at the end of the movie yeah. Yeah. like that's
1: that's ridiculous and i agree because it breaks all convention yeah. that has existed before and i'm like that's fine if you tell me this is different and it's it is a bummer because yeah like my least favorite part is the part with the alien in it. And it's the part where like, Oh, I need to make, cause people didn't like the last one. I got to make another alien movie. Yeah, yeah. But when, like the alien movie is kind of boring. When he, when, the, when, when
0: Daniels kills the, the, the xenomorph, um, I was like, wait, I thought there was a whole bit on the ship. Cause I was thinking alien rules. There's no way that that guy was impregnated with a, with a, with an egg. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. Cause like it's, it feels very violating of that concept. Uh, and and again, like I could accept it if the logic is David created an even more perfect thing; it doesn't need that much time, blah blah blah. That's just not there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last note that I want to bring up before we we move on to talk about Advent real quick is uh, uh, your least favorite thing in this movie. One of them, uh, the alien POV shot.
1: Oh right. So guys, do you remember there's one shot? Very, it's only yeah. one more shot. One. Is more there than more than one? one? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's very quick. But you basically see you you see for the first time the alien's vision. And it's just regular vision with a filter on it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Why didn't need it? What that was bad. That's what the alien looks. That's what he sees. Looks boring. Looks normal. I didn't. That's really lame. Uh, I wanted to also bring up that I, I liked
0: him. His like his, his like experiment 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 chamber where you yeah. see how it how his experiments kind of grow into what becomes the xenomorph egg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool. I want to talk about a short. But you saw that we did not.
3: There's a short called Advent that's on the Blu-ray. So good. Uh, it is a message from David delivered to Wayland Utani. He sends it in a transmission, and he sends them all the information he's learned about the Black goo, the engineers, the Xenomorphs, how he's perfected it,
1: uh, everything that he every knows.
3: single thing about it, and he explains how it can have all these wonderful uses, and how they should seek it out, and he even explains and shows to them that he plans to make his ultimate creation a queen. And as he says
1: queen, it shows an image of Daniels, implying he's going to turn her into an alien queen. Whoa. And yeah. this would be Ridley Scott actually going into the queen shit that he hates and, to do and, his own version of it. Well, so, and he didn't make that.
3: Oh! Remember you brought that up. But it's he didn't canon, make it. isn't it? Uh, but this advent short is there, and it says all that. And it does set up the fact that Wayland is, because of that, aware of, of this species, of what it is capable of, of what it can do, which leads to alien. This is the only thing that can connect to Alien. Yeah. Which leads to why they send the mandate, grab that life form regardless of what other
0: people need. Yeah. If that were if that wasn't the damn movie. I would totally buy that David was just trying to perfect a different type of xenomorph. It's honestly, it, the whole message
3: should have played over the credits of the movie. And it's, 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 Cause a, it's like a yeah. four and a half minute voice message. It should have just played over the credits of the movie. And as it comes to the end of the credits, you get the tease of him
1: turning Daniels into a queen. And Brandon, you love his Frankenstein lab. It's four minutes of just him showing all of his designs and stuff. Dozens of pieces of paper and models, and like this is how I created the thing, and this is how I perfected and this is what you got to do. And he's basically given Waylon Yutani the tools to take over the universe because he's an asshole. I think I need to get that Blu ray. It's, it's, I'm sure you can find
3: this uh short on YouTube. It's called Advent, it's really I, cool. Um,
0: I know, but I kind of like this movie now, so I kind of want to yeah. just own it. I, I was happy. The special have features have it, are honestly. good,
3: and the movie looks great. Uh, yeah, that that one like this doesn't fix the problems from Prometheus at all. It does, however, start to make things with Alien and the rest of the Weyland connection to Alien make sense. Hundred uh, percent. And Advent, I really liked for that, and it was a full embracement of like. He also is basically saying that he didn't make the Xenomorph; he just was working on perfecting a design that existed.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's just letting he's letting the people who need to know. Hey, I hear you guys suck. Why don't you have it? Yep. Yeah. Shall we go into Alien then? Yeah. Hey guys good movies controversial classic movie but let me tell you watching prometheus and then covenant and then this doesn't add up but it's not this movie's fault came out in 1979 (laughs) um hold on big
0: chap says i guess your short is on the apple tv version
1: oh Oh, weird oh
0: cool that's weird well i mean ridley's on like a part of that thing so whatever yeah Yeah. um yeah i think this movie um i'm glad i watched this movie first (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm, cause like, I've been saying, I've been saying for a while and, and, and I don't necessarily believe that you can ruin something with future things, part of that franchise. Yeah. But like, I, I, I was starting to say like, after coming, I was like, I think Ridley Scott would be the first person who's actively in danger of ruining his first movie.
1: No, I think Alien's still really, really good.
0: It's no, just... I know, but if, like, if like future generations
1: would be like, oh yeah, let's watch Prometheus Covenant, or oh, yeah. the next one to be Alien. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um. No man, he had it it is funny that some of the ideas, he's always had some ideas that, that have been here for 40 years, but then some they're like, yo, yeah, what if I did something really stupid though? Uh, but this just being a bunch of cool space people, like they're just they're 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 blue collar and they they find something and it kills them. Like it's very it's it's pretty simple, you know, it's it's just a slash and movie in space, it's really good. Performances are great, their quarantine procedures are on check. Um,
0: I wanted to bring up something that I totally forgot um one of the things i really love and in, in sci-fi especially sci-fi with things that have been around for so long is retro future yes. um we saw it in blade runner 2049 that it was it, it doesn't feel like our future it feels like the future for blade runner i really wish ridley scott had done the same for prometheus and alien covenant uh especially prometheus is very far advanced from where we see i've i've heard all the like things that it could be like they're they're blue 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 collars, so they don't have all the cool stuff. Um, but I would have liked to have seen what he would have done with some more retro future look to the movies.
3: Yeah, I I get that. Um, I think that the the movies would just have to be pretty different, sure. honestly, because he because of the way he relies on doing certain things with technology to tell the story. Um,
1: and, and that's I, and that's not necessarily a necessarily bad thing, but it is what it is. I also I have to imagine that like the Nostromo from 1979 is would not what the Nostromo would look like if it was Prometheus's like night. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't look the same if it was made today. Like like the ship designs of all of the the recent movies don't look like Nostromo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Nostromo is like an old piece of shit, and all those movies are like new hotness prequel stuff. Uh, so I think I think yeah I. They're like it they would have to be almost different movies. I think. I think the design aesthetics are just so different.
3: Well, true. Uh, but you're, different... but you're, you're you're right with what you brought up. You know, like the the logic the logic explaining you yeah. is that well, they're blue collar, a towing thing, and yeah. so they
0: have an older model, lower class stuff. Um. So it's not something that weighs on me. It's just I would have liked no, it more. Of course. Anyway, uh,
1: what what can we really talk about Alien though? It's just good performance. Like again, it's it's, it's watching it again. Like compared to the last movies we watched it's very simple like it's just a bunch of cool people just like dealing with it with 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 a monster uh they got a great cat um like they're all like the personalities aren't like super distinct but they're all just like regular people you
3: know it is really interesting to go from two ships where like it's just common practice to have a synthetic operating things while you sleep to there's a synthetic secretly on the ship yeah he's a sleep- <laughs> sleeping
0: like one he's of a you sleeping
1: agent yeah yeah sleep agent
0: i like uh, uh ian
1: holm right ash yeah yeah uh no. the this movie again we watched it we watched like a nice blu-ray on our on the, on our big tv here this movie still looks really good mm-hmm. um all, like obviously it's all practical stuff um it looks this, the ship design is so good and it's specifically at the end like when she's walking through the hallways and she's got the flamethrower and the blue lights and the red lights like this movie looks so good even still today uh with this guy's always had an eye for filmmaking like a, he, like I said he's a great storyteller he's a great visual storyteller yeah um Remember the, 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 the alien taking a nap? How cute is that? When he's I in for- the car, when he's in the. When he's the just thing. in a little cubby. I forgot. I forgot that scene was in the movie. Nothing's cuter than seeing a little alien, his arm fall because he's sleeping. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> it made me laugh. And he's like, like, oh, there's a person here. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I bet you never ever see that any other time in, in any of the alien films. It's like right here. He's just a little
1: sleeping They're boy. so mobile, but because it's just a dude in the suit, he just looks like he's taking a nap. And I love <laughs> it. It's so cute. Um,
0: the, the the designs of H R Giger cannot be uh, topped. There the the movie is the movie great. Like I mean, you know what can we say really? But the movie is incredible.
2: Um the movie is good. I love Alien. The first Alien movie is really good. But after watching Prometheus and then Covenant and then Alien, I'm like, hold up a
1: minute. But it's not what fair. Is- yeah. it's not fair because I, Alien it's,
2: came out I know it's not, i know I know it's not fair I know it is not fair but freaking Ridley Scott would decide to go back and do stuff that came out before I, I think he's out. just
0: i think he's just echoing what you guys said that it's just yeah. it, it's not an it's not an easy watch to watch all three in that order
1: no yeah. no it's just it's just yeah yeah but what were i you will not I about? will not
2: lie as the movie came as the movie continued on I'm like okay cool I forgot mostly the more the times where I wanted to say Hold up a minute. or in the very beginning, when they find the ship and the engineer, who you can—he's like you guys said earlier—he looks like he has dead eyes. He looks like an elephant man. It's like now that is a freaky alien with a chest burster. We never saw that. How did that? If you make these two films, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, is like oh yeah, this is what happens before my 1979 film that I made X amount of years ago. Then try to do better to mesh them. George Lucas did it with Star Wars. He made those things mesh well, very trying, well.
0: Well, we're trying well. Um, exactly. Better than this, that, you better
3: know what? I'll this. give it that. I'll give it that. I, I will give it that. Like, it, at, at least it makes sense. It okay. makes sense, sure. Um, might right
2: not be well, but it makes sense. Like, my big question, okay. So, that. it's been a long time since I last saw Alien, and I remember that they had to do a, the whole reason why they went is like, oh, they heard distri- a distress signal. I was like, oh, is that is the distress signal? They heard something from the covenant because, and I'm like, oh, wait, no. That's a uh, engineer ship from, Prome- from like Prometheus and the other one. What the hell happened to the Covenant?
0: Well, that's the <laughs> thing about... I mean, the, in Alien, like, uh, Ridley Scott did not know about the Covenant. You know, that was something that came out many, many years later. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was always supposed to be that there's this cargo hold. We were never supposed to learn
1: more about the, the, the engineers. I never, we were, never wanted to. <laughs> the space jockey. It's, again, it's always these yeah. things of answering questions that, like, I... I don't need the answers, you know. Like, like sometimes I just need to know. Hey, is a crazy monster in space? Like, he's an alien. It's it's an alien. I, don't I mean, I definitely know. had like a bunch of alien films, when I went, "There's another alien
3: species out there that's like
0: big yeah, <laughs> and weird." Like, sure.
1: No, sure. Yeah, but but like that's
0: all I needed to know.
1: But like, if if I if I ju- if I have Alien and I'm like, cool, I can I have my answers, and then I get Prometheus. I'd rather just have Alien, right? Because sure. now I have the answers and they suck. I um, rather, yeah, I'm the same way.
2: I would rather just have Alien. This is just a creepy alien species that. It's like scary, and it will hunt your ass down and kill you.
0: Real quickly, Ben, uh, the big chap once again says, uh, "Last Jedi," probably talking about something when we talk talking about Star Wars about how it doesn't doesn't click. Uh, we're all oh, Last man. Jedi stands though, so we're so you're probably barking up the wrong tree there. Well, you, are up, you are definitely barking up the wrong. Uh, but tree. But he does bring so, it like, up in the next in the next th- about midi Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about aliens. So, man. oh yeah oh
2: yeah Chestbur- um, burster scene is still great, really great
0: great tension in this movie great horror the way this film is shot uh just the i talked about how alien covenants pacing works for me really well alien is paced very well also it's oh, yeah. a slower film but it's meant to be um and of course ripley is one of the greatest heroines of all time
3: again again i i will say like coming to this and and just thinking about the alien franchise like advent is the one thing i walk away like yo, know this actually answered a question i've had for a long time how did the corporation know about this thing yeah if, if, if it's like they haven't experienced it yet yeah yeah, they, yeah, have, yeah. they have knowledge now so yeah.
2: you guys were mentioning earlier that really scott hates the stuff with the queen right
0: well it's just it's 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 yeah it's part of the it franchise wasn't what, he can
2: make it
0: wasn't what he was going to do with a sequel or a prequel okay yeah.
2: No cuz when you said that cuz I have the I ha- I think I had the 2003 director's cut version mm-hmm. the DVD and when you turn that thing on there's a thing that says like face hugger uh chest burster warrior and then queen.
0: Oh that's the uh, <laughs> but that's the that's someone, just, made that. someone made that. Someone made that would... DVD menu. Yeah. Ridley Scott did not program that DVD menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um that that's I that's on all the uh the, we have the same edition. Um, um, that's on all the same. All four of those old oh, okay films. Yeah, we have like a quadrilogy thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so I'm excited to get to the next ones. I am too, because uh spoilers, Aliens is my favorite. Like that's the direction like I think Alien is awesome. And there's very much the people of like, oh, do you like this movie or this movie better? Uh I think both are great. I think Aliens is 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 so much more fun. I can't wait to I watch agree, yeah. Aliens. I agree. I think Aliens is the better movie. Awesome.
3: I, I, think, a, think, I cool. think there's a lot of great stuff to both. Yeah, uh, absolutely, for sure. absolutely. They're they're just they are. They are doing two different things, yeah. and I think they're both really good at the thing they're doing. Yeah. yeah, um, and and I do have more fun with aliens, but like if I want the tense horror of Alien, I go to Alien, yeah, like that's where I go for that suspenseful tension. Yeah, so. what are you
1: looking for? Horror or action?
3: Um, I did that's one of my notes here is that I just I really like the the here, the slow pace works for me. It doesn't work in Prometheus, but here, of course it it was the setup. It, it worked
1: again, everything we've said it so many times, but everything with the AI with with David and Walter is just so good. Yeah. uh he's so menacing also
3: also just having like we brought up the blue collar that they are these blue collar workers that energy on the ship just hits different than the the scientists we saw in prometheus or the colonists that we see in who are, like, aren't this friends. is this yeah. is the you know like the people who are just we're trying to do a job and we were trying to get home and we got rerouted this bullshit yeah um yeah. and it feels that way it has just this different like really thrown to the to the wolves uh feel to it that the others just can't replicate yeah
1: um because of who's on the ship. Uh, last thing I'll say about Alien, um, yeah, like the the sense of like community, like everyone feels like they actually know each other, like they feel like they've been coworkers for a while, like they've been stuck on the ship for forever, like yeah, yeah. like the, no one feels out of place, like it all feels real.
4: Yeah, yeah I agree.
3: it does feel it feels very natural. Um, it's really interesting coming from the previous films into this one, and you have a nonverbal mother. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, in, until the ship is self-destructing, then she speaks. Yeah. Um,
0: mother. Yeah.
3: but yeah, that's that's a really interesting. Again, like the different technology kind of kind of setup thing. Um, yeah, I really love Ripley trying to enforce the quarantine. Uh, that you know we have this for a reason, mm-hmm. taking it serious, yeah. uh, which you know other people didn't. I really,
0: it's such a godsend that Ridley that that Ridley Scott didn't cast a man for the role of Ripley because it was initially supposed to go to a man. Uh, yeah. And Sigourney Weaver got this like great character to flesh out and just be an icon.
3: Yeah, I just mm-hmm. don't know why you had to shove her in such a teeny tiny
1: underwear. Oh, um, I, that too. I wasn't sure if they were too small, or she just need to pull them up. They're What's going on? <laughs> um,
3: I really like Parker's question that he asked over and over again, which is, "How come you don't freeze him?" I think it's a really good question. Yeah, he keeps I think it's that. a really good question from everybody's standpoint. I don't know why Ashton,
1: honestly, he, because
3: he's uh, he well. The idea the, he wants
1: the he wants, thing. wants, he the, wants, the, wants the
3: thing. Yeah. He wants the organism to get back to the company. Yeah. If you freeze him, the organism will still get back to the company. It's true. Uh, in fact, probably guaranteed a better way like it's a quick way to make the crew ask no questions and just get it home Mm -hmm. uh it's it is a little confusing that he doesn't do it yeah um it's not a big plot hole in the movie or anything i just i'm very curious like why didn't ash go for it is it curiosity is he just so curious on his own i guess uh that that he can't help it if he's
0: Uh, if he's got curiosity that means he has the same malfunction as david There is, there's,
1: there's there's some similar shit there. Yeah, there's a fantastic scene after uh, Ash gets decapitated, and there's like a fake robot head, and then there's a, there's a really bad cut. Yeah, his head. I'm like, well, it's the 70s. Well, because this is again, like, this is kind
3: of the interesting thing about looking at the three is that by the logic of the previous films, uh, Ash. Is a step back towards more human. He mm-hmm. is designed to, to be deceptive receptive. and subterfuge into them. But that also means he's more human. He yep. is not like Walter. He doesn't act like Walter.
1: He acts like a person, which means he is much more. So that to means David. after after David sent that message, Waylon Yutani was like, "Okay, let's go back to the evil robots. That's our new plan again. We gotta make this dude. Yeah. We're gonna insert him.
3: Uh, we're gonna insert this guy on look out for weird shit that we are sending out to these areas
1: on purpose, and we're gonna
3: hope. That one of them's gonna get close to this organism, bring it back for us.
2: Oops,
1: all yes. Uh
3: it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Um darn, if only they hadn't had to eat a meal before they went to sleep. Yeah, right. Nope. <laughs> they might have just made it.
2: They <laughs> um, might have been okay, but nope.
3: Uh I I really love, I have always loved the shot of the xenomorph hanging in the chains.
1: Oh yeah. And it's oh, just yeah. Like,
3: yeah, where it's just up there. So it it doesn't match the behavior of aliens at any other point in the
1: franchise. But here it's just so again i i like like again i like the alien being like like ferocious and like maniacal but like there's something cool about about like it being a stalker yeah and like it will stay still just
3: just hanging out yeah uh really really good really silent yeah um uh i think the tension scene where dallas is going through the ducks is extremely good yeah Yeah. um Mm really excellent unveiling of a uh, Ripley learning why they were rerouted from mother and the confrontation with Ash when they learn what he is. Yeah. Uh, all of that is so good. There's this horrendous jump cut on Ash's head when they have to cut from the prop to him. Yeah,
1: that's And saw. I'm like, yo, yeah.
3: just cut to cut to an insert of Ripley or something. It's so in between. Jarring. It's so jarring. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Anyway. Uh, so the Xenomorphs apparently make an organic material to encase the crew. Yep. And
1: Ripley I, just incinerates it. I Googled it. Yeah. That's wild. So I didn't know. Cause, cause yeah, like you see one of the crew members like in the, this like goo and I'm yeah. like, D- do they just make that? And so I googled it and they secrete this stuff that creates like cocoons creates on the people, hive. That creates the hive. Like they secrete their own like terraforming stuff. It makes me wonder, you know, like does Gross. one
3: just like whoever's the first Xenomorph just grows to be the queen. Yeah. That's what I always assumed.
0: Right. Because one's it's, got to start, right? How, how does it... But we'll Alien... But there's a couple of uh, not, non-canons to the movies, but, like, books and comics that talk about how there's an actual queen egg. Yeah. Um, and then I think Alien 3, I don't remember, but I think Alien 3, the alien in Ripley is meant to be a queen.
1: Yeah. Mm. But I don't remember the movie very well. I'm excited to watch those, yeah. Alien's good, man. Like, yeah, like still a classic movie yeah. uh uh i'm very excited that we kind of got the, the the mostly bad ones out of the way because we still got a couple ones that or we'll see how they go <laughs> really just I, resurrection, in my opinion i it's been a long time i don't know i you know before i
0: rewatched alien covenant i would have said i preferred alien 3 and resurrection to both prometheus and alien covenant now yeah. i'm not so sure because i did enjoy this last rewatch of covenant
3: yeah i think i think covenant would have sat better without like there, it's hard to see the the way that this would have happened because again like you need that David setup but like without the pr- Prometheus connections Covenant's pretty good outside of that third act yeah like I mean, it's got a lot going for it that's actually pretty solid uh Fassbender's a big part of it but there's more than just Fastbender and Covenant that makes it good which is more than I can say for pr- pr- Prometheus true right? uh and and certainly like again like that Advent short really changes my opinion about covenant in general because it makes it feel like it actually fits.
1: It's really amazing how just a couple minutes of something can like radically change your idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. Uh, okay. So I guess that'll be it. Hell yeah. Yep.
0: So next time, next week, we're going to be talking about aliens, alien three and alien resurrection.
1: Wow. Because pretty much every single one of these movies has a director's cut. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all watched director's cut for alien. Uh, aliens has a director's cut that's significantly longer and better in my opinion i recommend you watch that but i don't think we have to i don't think it really matters uh alien 3 has a director's cut that apparently it significantly makes that movie different and better i recommend we also watch that
0: if i have the director's cut i'll watch the alien 3 director yeah. cut
1: again i don't think it'll matter too much uh alien 3 might change that movie a lot um
0: because i own i own the first four aliens physically but i don't i didn't own prometheus and alien covenant physically
1: gotcha uh, so I, I just recommend Director's Cut because, you know, you just get a little bit more stuff. Yeah. that's, that's my uh, So yeah,
0: what's, and then if we can compare and contrast, if we don't, yeah. we'll do it. We'll see. Shall we get into our book club? Yup.
1: Godzilla says drugs are the real monster.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, we are talking about... Uh, the first MonsterVerse prequel comic book, Godzilla Awakening, uh, written by Max Borenstein and Greg Borenstein, the writers of the first film, the 2014 film, and with art by Eric Battle, Yavelle, Guichet and Alan Kwa, and Lee Lowridge. L- 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 yeah. So what do we think about this guy?
3: Um, my favorite thing about this one is that what what I don't like about Godzilla 2014 would never, like, one of the things that I don't like about Godzilla 2014, one of the things that always sits kind of weird with me is that it erases Godzilla's connection to the nuclear bomb, um, which has never happened before. That was the first time that was done. Uh, and I like that this kind of reinserts that there was a kaiju cost mm-hmm. connected to that uh, mm-hmm. incident. I I really appreciate that. I think that this does a really good job of creating something where oh no, that had that did take a toll that was responsible for a lot of what's going on with uh the Mutos yeah. at this point. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. This introduces another uh Godzilla uh ancient rival, <laughs> the Shinimura. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Godzilla um, got around in those primordial times. A lot oh, yeah,
3: of ancient it... rivals.
0: Titans
1: oh, be yeah. Titan.
3: Oh man, I love that one uh, panel of him like 2,000 years ago where he looks just like an island and then he moves. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that's um, great. My favorite panel is the one where he's in the ball and you see like time moving
1: around him. Oh, I took a picture of that. Oh, that's a, a great one, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like uh, that panel a lot. Yeah, right there, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love the art in this. Um, I, I like this book. I like this book a lot. Um, I I didn't really gravitate towards any of the characters except Shirazawa. Um his also, gra- his grandparents his sorry his grandfather yeah um I also, also thought Dr. Just, yeah yeah uh he's he's 112. um I also thought it was just a little too short for me to really connect to anything but I really like all the the kaiju stuff and I all I just wish all of this was in the movie that's mm. my big takeaway is that I wish all the stuff that's about Godzilla in the past was just in the movies because I feel like this would make me enjoy those movies a little bit more I think the thing about the comics was that and
0: I think King of the Monsters went away from this, but 2014, the idea was that his connection to primordial times was supposed to be implied. And the comics were going to explore, explore that era because we were we were going forward. But I think yeah, that delivers, yeah. I think King of the Monsters and Kong even were just like, nah, we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I, I really, I love
3: a lot of the art in this, specifically in the, the second and third issues. I really like the uh,
1: Shinamura kaiju design a lot. I too. love
3: that too. Uh, I think Godzilla has a very land before time kind of look to him, uh, which I'm digging. Ducky. Uh, it's 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 almost, it's very like dinosaur-esque and old school, but it, it works. It really works in this book. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of beautiful paneling. I really love the one where he's right behind the sub
1: yeah oh uh, yeah, yeah that's so I think good it's a great piece um but then you got a goofy looking kid on the next page yeah that's <laughs> it's just true. one that i like a lot yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. really cool And the, yeah the kaijus look extraordinary oh yeah yeah but yeah um, I, I love
3: uh like giving importance and weight to the watch uh that sarazawa carries from his grandpa and like what that whole story is connected to mm-hmm and it being related to the bombs going off and that being related to the Titans emerging. I think all of that is a really nice story and it it does expand the world of the film in a strong way, which, you know, if I'm going to have a comic connected to these things, I want it to do that. I want it to enrich it rather than just feel like a side thing that doesn't actually contribute anything. And this does feel like it actually meaningfully expands the world. We read Godzilla uh, aftershock um right right around the time king of the monsters came out which was the time comic for that and it, oh, it fat, felt more right? like that yes okay. it felt more like just that kind of side thing that doesn't really contribute anything it's just kind of there to be a cash grab with the film this actually feels like it expands the history of the film universe in a way i can enjoy oh yeah look yeah yeah that's the I love that's it. the panel yeah
2: yeah, yeah. So re- reread because i read this book years ago what before godzilla came, before the film was released and rereading it now watch re- looking at this it kind of it it gave me a little bit of vibes like, um, like seeing Sarazawa's grandfather live with Godzilla for years, kind of like half century war, you know, he's not trying to kill Godzilla the whole time. He's still following after the bomb drops in Hiro in Hiroshima. He still follows Godzilla and he sees what happens in the aftermath. So him trying to like, look at like study in and get some, some sort of connection with him, Like he's trying to find Shimura. He's also looking at Godzilla. It was it's a really good take that I really like this because it's like, yeah, that's right. Cause when you see the movie, it's you do kind of want like what happened back in the forties, back in the war. Well, I really here in 2016
0: when the movie came out. One of the things that 2014, one of the things that I really enjoy about the monster verse is the idea that the titans were just animals that existed before when the earth was more radioactive. I mm-hmm. think that's a really cool concept. And in the the movies have touched on it, but no one's really explored it. I want to see it. And that's what we get yeah. in these in this comic a little bit more. And I would have liked more of that in, in Aftershock. Yeah. Um, because I like the idea that there was an ecosystem that and we heard King of the Monsters, Ghidorah interrupted yeah. that ecosystem.
1: Oh, in in I don't know if it's if there's a here, can I look, look at yeah. it so quick? There's one specific page that talks about um the radioactive radioactivity of the planet and then the, the creatures had to leave. Now, is this implying that the creatures left Earth, or is it only talking about that they went to the planet's core? Because planet's this, core. it looks like this is like a Ghidorah leaving the Earth to go to another place. That's what I was looking at from this page. You feel Well, me?
0: I think I think you can. So that so that's meant to be an asteroid, but I also think you could probably oh. that that's that's um, that that could be Ghidorah.
1: Gotcha. Okay. In the
0: context of King of the Monsters, maybe you could just be like, well, and yeah, then I, don't, I
1: don't know what that's supposed to be. Godzilla? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, okay, I, I just misread that page then. Okay. Yeah, because it's yeah they all like, go to like the, the tunnels underneath the earth
0: and stuff. Yeah, and then the Shinimora is is dormant and Godzilla just takes a nap wherever. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that there's there's some great pages in here where it does the like one incident a year thing. Yeah, I love the time uh, the from time 1946 jump stuff. to 1950 where they're just constantly showing up right after Godzilla's chase the thing off. I wish yeah. a movie
1: would just do this and like, just
3: Sarazawa well aware of like Godzilla's reality while the others aren't yet and they haven't embraced it yeah um it's it does have this nice energy of like
1: who who's aware that titans are real and who isn't so far at this time i think what i really just want is i think i really just want a godzilla half century war movie (laughs) (laughs) i really just want like a time period going through the time periods of godzilla because i really like this stuff like because it's okay like for him like five years to godzilla is like a blink like he's been around forever right it's nothing but for a human that's like that's part of your life
0: i would really like to see um this is really selfish and could it could potentially be stupid, but I would really like to see a Godzilla movie start in
1: primordial times. When we see these creatures in like what was, their natural ha- their, what was their natural habitat? Sure. Mm-hmm. I will honestly. I think we're getting some of that in Kong versus Godzilla because we see Kong fight some other monsters and stuff. Well, yeah, but that's on Skull Island. That's true, but it is still maybe in the before times, mm-hmm. the long long ago. But I, I agree. I would like to see. Yo, what did Pangea look like? What those even monsters think about at?
3: that? That would be really interesting if this movie had. Uh, flashback stuff to like before and Kong and Godzilla's race's history.
1: I feel like the thing
3: is that, like, I have a hard time believing that Kong's species existed before Godzilla went in the earth. I know that's the implication that's supposed to exist, I, but like, I, I agree with you, but I think ape. that's to yeah, the yeah, implication. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: they're the same. Like, yeah, they would be the but Kong is Kong, the Kong we follow is significantly younger than Godzilla. Yeah. Because uh, Godzilla's been around for thousands of years, whereas Kong has been around for maybe hundreds.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just, I just mean his species. I have a hard time believing in their existence before the asteroid.
0: Sure. Because they're
3: not um, radiation-driven.
1: Watch, th- guys, just watch that Kong. Obviously, is the last of his kind because some Godzilla <laughs> creature came and killed all of his Kongs. And, and we all know who crawlers. killed his family. Who the skull the skull crawlers? Oh, the it was only skull crawlers. It was yeah. only them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was hoping like Destroyer or something could come and like I destroyed you.
0: <laughs> that's his catchphrase, right? I'll destroy you. Yeah, I've seen Godzilla just, just destroy you. Yeah, us. you're right.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I, I, I would really like to see because, like, I've always wanted to see more than one Godzilla, and you could, you could just be like, there's multiple, there's multiple Godzillas because we know uh, that he's not, he's the last of his kind, but he's not, he was never the only of his kind.
1: Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate if they pulled a '98 Godzilla. We're like, oh, that's yeah. the mommy Godzilla. The daddy died. Uh oh. What
0: was the also one of the. I was thinking about this while I was watching King Kong versus Godzilla. I was like, you know, in the Showa era, and coincidentally the MonsterVerse, um, with the exception of Ghidorah, Godzilla's the only one with a weapon, with a natural weapon.
1: Everyone yeah. else has. Everyone else is a brawler. Yeah. So you got to give Kong a mother the spine axe. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm.
2: Ripped <laughs> off for one of Godzilla's axe. spines, by the looks of it. Oh,
1: it yeah. could be, but it could be his ancestors'
3: axe. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, This is this is very much the kind of like tie in film comic I like where it's just it just feels like it really is telling you a little bit more. Than what the film can or did, yeah. Uh, and this is more like when we talk about like that Black Widow comic we read. When we talk about an MCU tie-in comic, this is the kind of thing I want. The kind of thing that really makes me feel like, oh, I now have some knowledge I can keep in my back pocket
1: for this yeah, yeah, movie yeah. that means something. Yeah. yeah. Um, like yeah, if I would have did this come out before the movie or after the movie? Yeah, uh, like before that, the movie. Okay, because I was saying if I would have read this, like this would have helped me a little bit in that month. In that yeah, I want to say it came out a month and a half before the movie did.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: I have no reason to dispute that. I don't remember. Uh, yeah,
2: they, they
3: tend to... Uh, Aftershock at least came out like one week, I think, before the King of the Monsters. And we know these next ones are coming out like the week that the movie comes out. Oh, the are there more? There are more yeah. comics? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be one uh, prequel comic uh, for each monster to this movie. So there's going to be one for Kong and one for Godzilla. And I'm really excited about the Kong one because it's the same person who wrote... What's going to be our next book club, which is Skull Island The Birth of Kong? Whoa! Uh, the same writer is writing the next one, which is a prequel comic for the Godzilla versus Kong movie focused on Kong, uh, but it is a different writer for Godzilla, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, so uh, next week, as Park said, Skull Island The Birth of Kong, the second monster version of I,
3: I really like this. Comic, good art. So I'm excited for you guys to read this one. Very so I
0: really like this. Very movie. good art. Hot dog. Uh, okay, so stay tuned for that. And of course, Check out. Uh, make sure to check in next week with our aliens, Alien Three, and Alien Resurrection uh, review. By the way, we're doing this because there is an Alien comic coming from Marvel Comics. I probably should have said that.
3: I was gonna say, like, we
1: should probably say why we're doing Alien this, right now. Marvel's Alien Number One comes out in two weeks. I'm super excited for it. Why is there an Alien lady? We'll find out. Maybe it's Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's man,
4: really loving it. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's that's why. If you were curious, comics. Um, Okay, guys, that's it. Oh, uh, Mag says Goodnight. good night. Good night. Good everybody. night, everybody. Stay gold. Good night, Mag. Um. Okay, so we have more videos on this channel. If you're watching the live stream or uh watching the rewind, check out our other channel. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. And check out our Fake Nerds Watch series. We just finished Wandavision. Episode nine is in the description below. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's coming, people. Guys.
1: The big three. Watch out. The big three. Um, Listen, real quick. I don't usually watch clips for things. I could not watch that clip after I heard what it was about. It's hilarious. I've watched it multiple times. I think that show looks like a winner. It looks like a winner. I'm yeah. ready. Um, Basement Arcade,
0: our other, our, uh, Basement Arcade Mini, our other video game-centric show. Basement um, Arcade Pause Menu, our other video game-centric show. And of course, we have the Fake Nerd Book Club, where we are currently going through Little Char and the Gang, uh, which is a webtoon comic. Um new episode of that coming eventually um yeah guys looks like the pandemic's winding down but you can still buy some masks if you want we still have our crafted by z masks uh you can find those in the description below uh support us hey why not of course our patreon only one two only two and a half weeks to get this patreon exclusive shirt and then it's gone forever is this the same one or a new one well it's the same one because it's quarterly so next that's month right. april 1st there's a new shirt going up there yeah. jokes on you new shirt so and then and so that, that's what we're doing exclusive shirts on our patreon there are three tiers on, ta- on patreon guys you want to support us uh we love to have the support we love the support of you just guys just watching it but mm-hmm. if you want to support us financially we had a patreon uh we also have our t public where you can buy this cool shirt I'd rather be a fake nerd than a true fan. Or you can buy other awesome shirts: Basement Arcade, Fake Nerds Watch, Miscellaneous, Suburban Proctologist too. Like you want a shirt about that?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all that in the links. Links in the description below, or you can go to our website at www.fakenerdpodcast.com. Again, links below. Thank you to everyone who listens and watches. We greatly appreciate all of your support. Um, thank you to Jeremy Volucci. Who does our theme music? You can find him at Jeremy Volucci keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, which he's been posting about.
3: Yeah, uh, we he just we we just compiled uh, all of the voices uh, for the next episode, so that's all done. Oh my god, he's just finishing up final touches, so there should be a new episode very soon. I I
1: don't marathon. remember getting an invite. I marathon that show like when I first met you, like years ago. And now I'm getting new episodes. It's like I've lived long enough to have my own dream of of like old man Ryan listening to his something. It's all I love it. I'm glad he's doing stuff.
0: <laughs> Jeremy, you're cool. I love you. Um, you can find that podcast on iTunes, of course, or facebookcom Official or Instagram at subprocpodcast Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike, we love you. We want to get you on yes. soon. I gotta text him. Um, you can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. He did our beautiful logos for Miscellaneous Fake Nerds Book Club. And Fake Nerd Podcast, this one.
3: I just got his awesome
0: Amanda Gorman piece in the mail, so. Nice.
3: nice, Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. If you have to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben.
2: You can find me scarfing down the dinner I made three and a half hours ago at Ben maggot 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also... I like old-school video games. Do you like old-school video games? I sure hope you do, because I write for magazine.com. My newest article about the Super Mario Bros. Game & Watch is in the description below, as well as, well, not that description, but you can go to the website, magazine.com. I have a bunch of stuff. Apparently, I have, like, 43 articles up there. Holy wow. crap. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> keep track. I wasn't keeping track, but they do. I love it.
3: Um Sparks. Uh, you can find me lying awake at night thinking about why our makers would want to invite us to a weapons research facility at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, Witty. They were just really proud of it, okay?
1: Ryan. You can find me appreciating really good quarantine protocols at DJ Tony Snark. Subscribe to us
0: on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora rate and review wherever you get us like this video subscribe to this channel until next time yeah next time stay fake